Welcome back to, to Awfully, Awfully Anime, Anime Podcast. Podcast. We're kind of have been away due to <laughs> my sick ass. <laughs> well, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> it's not contagious or anything. You well, said maybe. sick ass. That's disgusting. Fuck you. That's not <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> I know, but the image is in there. Ew! What is wrong with you? What? I just like the way you say it is like, ew. Disgusting. I'm the one disgusted, not you. No, get the image of my ass out of your head. No, You're no, gonna make no. me regret coming on in this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, this is Ampe, and we have I'm Penny, Penny, and we have a guest here. Yes, our second guest, because we we don't count Neil. Neil doesn't count. No, he's our... Dude, your sound guy doesn't count. <laughs> no. no, and he's not here today. Yeah, he has no rights. Because of a little rain. By the way, yeah, again, you might hear a little background construction because yeah. it's raining here yeah. and we still can't afford a good, you know, soundproofing materials. What the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> not fucking Joe Rogan or any of that shit. Who can't yeah. push that kind of money? But anyways, here's our guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Yo, I'm Ethan. Um, I'm, I'm one of uh, Bay's here, one of his acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> I met... Ethan here for the first time, and he's already weirded out by me, so yay! Oh no, don't worry about it. I run into a lot of weird people. Surprisingly, you're not the weirdest person I've ever met. There, there's a lot. Oh, it goes a lot a higher than yeah. There's a treasure I feel, trove. I feel challenged. <laughs> you feel challenged. I don't no, think they, you should, cha- they you they should accept challenged. that challenge. They <laughs> are challenged. Yeah. Uh, I won't go any further than that. <laughs> I'm excited because today I get to be kind of an audience because... Oh, fuck. We're going to be talking about Jojo, Jojo Bizarre Adventure. Jojo. Um, I don't know anything really about Jojo because... Yeah. You just hear a bunch of people screech about it. <laughs> yeah, and like, I just... You just play random episodes sometimes, which yeah. I do very often. With Dude, out of context, Jojo is some of the best Jojo. <laughs> oh, oh, out yeah. of context, Jojo. I could yeah, literally. I know we we try to find a way not to spoil things, but I can literally spoil certain things about Jojo, and it would not still fucking make sense to people. Like it doesn't. Like I don't understand what's going on. But okay, so this is the first time we're doing this specific anime episode, yep. so we're kind of learning, and you know, we'll see how it goes. And if anything, we'll use this as a basis for the Hunter X Hunter. Yeah, surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not surprisingly, I was gonna say surprisingly. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> we tried yeah. with Hunter X Hunter first, but um, well, we have to go back to the drawing board in that. Yeah. So this is gonna be the official the first. prototype. Yeah. Prototype. And so, guys, wanna convince me? I want you guys to convince me to oh, like. What is Jojo? Right for? after this recording, what I should. Jo- I should turn off my computer and, like, have it on. Yeah. To oh, be honest, boy. the thing is, okay, it's not that I don't know. It's good. Yeah. It just, it's not kind of my thing. You know what I mean? Right. I do yeah. see, you know, um, people in fabulous... Uh, Poses. You know, contortionist... Poses. Pose. <laughs> right. I'm- All the time. <laughs> the thing is that I think it was maybe part five or something yeah. that Bay sometimes has on, you know, when they're here at my house. And the I have to admit, the way the color, like the coloring of the anime is so saturated that yeah. sometimes it hurts. That my was eyes. part four. 
Oh, it's part four. Yeah, it's part four. Oh yeah, part four was the one where like the sky turns purple sometimes just because they felt like coloring it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So like those kind of, I admit, I shouldn't let that get to me, but sometimes those kind of things deterred me. Right. No, yeah. that's fair. You know. So convince me, people. What yeah. is JoJo about? This is a bizarre adventure. Right. I'm not gonna lie. In the story. <laughs> Like, when I first got into JoJo and I told Bay here that I was recently getting the JoJo, he did tell me, like, up front, like, it is, a sh- it is like, a franchise with an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, one of those things that you, like... I say that, and then look where we are now. Yeah, look. <laughs> it's an acquired taste, and every motherfucker is quoting JoJo from one end to another. I mean, it's, like, alcohol's an acquired taste. And yeah. like, but many you see how many people love to fucking drink it. Yeah, so it's, like, but, yeah, no, it's, uh... Not a niche thing anymore. I think it's the fact that, like, it's such an acquired taste that it's such a novelty and that we hear so much about it. Like, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there is nothing. Like, we'll, we'll, like, as we go on, we'll get more into what that means because I know right now we're just kind of, like, waving our hands in there going, like, okay, here's this thing. It's very special. We don't know why, but it's <laughs> per, very special. Per my request, these guys are trying to keep, in, to keep it spoiler-free. For a certain beginning. amount, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll do yeah. my best. I'll do my best yeah. to keep and, things. And uh, in terms of uh, what we will spoil, we only will talk about where in the, the anime is. Section. So part one and five. Oh. So yeah, right. So you we mean won't be... part one through five. Yeah, that's one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, so anything six and above is like no, nah, we we won't go in that. Right. Another okay. reason we're doing that is because I've only read about everything after part five. I've started reading part six, but that's that's Slow a long story. Part Slow six is very. Oh boy, we'll get into that later, though. Yeah. Yeah, you have another year or two before they animate it. Right. Anyways, um, if we're going to convince uh, Penny here uh, to watch JoJo, we should probably tell her why we started watching or reading it in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, this goes into why we love it, too. Right. So uh, since, you, since you are the host and I'm but a mere guest, I think you should start. Well, aside from it, when it says it's a bizarre adventure, it's a fucking bizarre adventure. <laughs> Because, like, okay, um, the first part starts off in bumfuck England. Okay. And, yeah, that's all I call it. It's like, it's like olden time, ye, ye old England. is like, oh, he crip, crumpets and shit and all that. The streets are filled with manure and all that. You know, old time England, you know. But, um, I, yeah, no, like, that. I didn't actually get into JoJo until part two, really. Oh, so oh, part yeah. one, part one is like a beta, like shonen typical kind of shit, although with some added uniqueness to it. Mm-hmm. And like it starts off with these two characters, which is Jonathan Joestar and Dio, Dio Brando. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's like everything's, it's the progenitor. It's where, that's where it all starts from, you know? And uh, Jonathan and Dio plays a role even until then after it, even though they aren't the main characters after part one. Okay. I mean, I have heard of Dio. <laughs> right, no, I'm, I'm sure. Who, 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 Dio is like the fucking Darth Vader of anime now. It's like yeah, you always yeah. hear of him. Yeah. Everybody knows who he is. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I I know in my heart that people were like, oh yeah, Dio. If I ever mentioned Dio, someone's like, oh, you mean Dio Brown's up world? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm talking about the singer, you fuck. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, by the way, for JoJo, uh, most of the characters are based off of uh, musicians or band or artists. Oh. So a lot of the Dio is based off of uh, Dio from, uh, well, fucking Dio. The guy who made Holy Diver and all this other great, awesome music, you know? Okay. 
And I there's other characters. That. Yeah, there's other characters too that are based off of musicians or bands that right. you'll hear of. Be- before we start getting into all the musical references in Iraqi style, first though, you did say <laughs> that you were uh, you couldn't get into JoJo until part two. Yeah. Why was that? Oh, because uh, because like I didn't really care for Jonathan. Oh, fair enough. First part. The character didn't yeah. grab you. Yeah. Because. I feel like it's because he's a pretty typical shonen. Yeah, no, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Iraqi was playing it kind of safe with part one. Mm-hmm. It's only during part two where I got interested because of Joseph Joestar. He's one of my favorite Joestars. Um, Is he the one who, who's in high school? No, that's no. A third that's, J- that's part four. That's Josuke. I forgot how old was Joseph during Joseph that was like 17 or 19, somewhere okay, around so that he's still like He was a teenager. Yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, I got in only in there because, like, Joseph is just, like, a fucking troll. Okay. Yeah. Like, he would just fucking play around with people and just, like, not be serious. And just, he has this catchphrase where, um, you know, you're about to say this, you know. Like, he he actually predicts what they're going to say. And it's like, you're going to say this. And then the guy says it. And then it's like, nani? You know? Except non-lethal. How the fuck did you know he was going to say that? Yeah. So, he's like, he's... Kind of like being a smartass about it, mm-hmm. although he has a lot. Yeah, you know, even though he's like, like there's some moments where he can be serious, but I just like that carefree, like no shits attitude. Like, wow, you really don't give a shit if you come off as an asshole. But oh. to be fair, he only comes off as an asshole to people, you know, who, like you know, treat him like crap or like you know, look down on him, you know, villains and stuff. It's not like he's an asshole completely throughout everyone. But yeah, he's like he doesn't take a lot of things seriously. No, but like then, him. like, most of the time, he's fighting villain, right? So, yeah. I mean, most of the time, he's being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, in their perspective, it's like, wow, this guy's a fucking a- Even the villain's like, what a douche. That's good. I mean, I think at this point, you know, we're kind of sick of the whole, you know, cliche shonen uh, oh, protagonist. Yeah. Goody right. Oh, man. Chivalrous justice. It's like um, uh, one of the... I'm sure all of you have heard of My Hero Academia. It's like... That's one... Like, I'm not really too into shonen because I hate very long-running series that go on for, like, hundreds of episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, I like my stories. Like, there's a beginning, middle, and that's it. But for My Hero Academia, it's like... I like what Deku represents. It's just mm-hmm. that his personality does not leave a lot to offer to me. Yeah, I think... Fucking bland is toast. It's like I think, I think we... Weirdly enough, I think this is a podcast that does not really support Deku. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I support My Hair Academia and what it's, like, trying to say and what it's trying to say Have for, like, what's trying to promote, like, individuality, try to be your own mm-hmm. man, things like that. But just, Deku is literally a vehicle to tell the stories of the other characters, I feel like. Just where I'm at oh in the story. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ethan, I think you're right. Yeah. This is something you both can relate on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Again, you know, I feel like a lot of times the reason people are interested more in side characters are because the main characters, the main characters are just basically a vehicle, Boring. right? Like right. to kind of just get us from one to, you know. Right, they're literally an art audience surrogate. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like luckily with, you know, Jojo you change the main character. Yeah, right, and that's part. part of the appeal. So, and in some sense, genre too, because they have a different feel to them in each part. I think that's wonderful in a sense because, hey, if an author do something like that, right, or does, sorry, grammar, does something like that, if they know, hey, this protagonist is not working, mm-hmm. what can I change in the second part? 
that people will kind of be more attracted to. Right, and a lot of that is literally what Araki was doing when he made Jojo, because he wanted to keep it interesting. So, okay, you mentioned his name. So the author's name uh, is... Hirohiko Araki. He is the okay. mangaka that uh, created Jojo. Okay. <laughs> he's yeah. immortal. Yeah, he, he, the thing about Araki is that he's also, if you guys know who Hideo Kojima is, um, uh, he and Araki, they literally look the same. If you compare pictures of them, like, decades apart, they just look the same. <laughs> yeah, a, a Google image can look it up and it's like, wow, this guy has not fucking aged at all one bit. Is he a vampire? Yeah, and uh, the funny thing about both of them, they, they, they both have batshit insane creations. Like, Hideo Kojima has his Metal Gear series and Araki has his JoJo series, and both are equally insane. I want it, to, I want it but I'm going to say, it, like, it, one does better at telling stories than the other. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, well, well that's another topic However, for our day. Yeah. Well, I, we're not going to dive into that, of course. Yeah. But I feel like, but it's different medium, though. Yeah, it is a different medium. It's, yeah, and it does yeah. offer different possibilities, different restrictions. Because I feel like that's what you're you're feeling about one now that hey, one can tell the story better than others. But I feel like that's because now certain things happened, right? Yeah. But I feel like back then, when one of those authors or creator was at the height of the career, mm-hmm. I feel like if you compare those, I feel like you will have a different feeling. Right, because it. video games are a constantly evolving medium. Um, whereas, uh, manga kind of remains uniform, like, the pages mm-hmm. aren't gonna start, you're not gonna change the way you read manga <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, but that's, that's for another time. So, you mentioned two parts now, what about part three? Alright, that's where it starts to shift like crazy, um. So, would you say part one is, like, typical shonen? Yeah. Right? So, and then part two is kind of breaks off from that because the main protagonist yeah. is an asshole. Yeah, we I'll, I'll add this to... So where... what's the story for part two, really? Okay, so... The like, main premise. Part one and two has uh, a great depth to deal with, like, vampires. But oh. not your typical, like, vampires. Like, these are special vampires. Yeah, they're, uh... How do I say? So, basically, in part one... Mm-hmm. Wait, do we... In part one, we have Dio, and um, yeah. uh, he does gain vampire abilities. Yeah. Okay. And that that's one of the main driving points of the conflict. I'm trying to avoid spoilers here. Thank you. And then uh, <laughs> in part two, actually, I can I think I can kind of start interjecting why how I got into JoJo here too. Yeah. It's like it's like kind of similar to how uh, Bay here got into it. Like, so first of all, I. When I got into JoJo, I actually purposefully got into it because I had a friend in college, and I was also going through some rough stuff in like terms of like school. It's like holy shit, this is my last year in college, and I want to just want to get all this shit done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need an escape. I need to escape. And what better escape than this weird ass series? Like jo- JoJo's <laughs> yeah. Bizarre Adventure. What is it? What is this series? Yeah. So I had a friend of mine who uh, who who mentioned it quite a bit, and I was like, okay, I might as well get into it. So I decided to start getting into it. I went to watch the um, uh, what's it called? I saw the, uh, I started watching from part one, obviously, and then part one was like, it was okay. okay. I was like, here's Dio, he's like, he's the character, he's like, the, here's the guy everybody talks about. And I'm just like, cool. And the conflict happens, like, I'm not, I'm, again, I'm trying to voice, but the conflict happens, nothing really stands out to me. And then something happens at the end of part one, and I'm like, oh, okay. So there's like a plot twist that happens at the end of part one that leads into part two. Oh, yeah, so okay. something, so you, so when you start watching JoJo, it's like you think that it's gonna be just like, oh hey, it's Jonathan, okay. But then at the end of part one, it's like, you're like, they can do that? And then the moment part two happens, it's completely different. Joseph, so part one, you have 
Jonathan, as we co- as we uh, covered, he's like typical shown protagonist. And now we have Joseph, who's like doing all this weird, crazy shit and being an asshole to everybody and being a trickster. Like the best words I can use to describe him is that he's a trickster. Like the the um uh, juxtaposition between Joseph and Jonathan is enough to make me go, oh, I want to see what happens next. Okay. And then I'm uh. Are they related in some way? Yeah, are related. So uh, I will add to this too. Um, each part is everyone's a JoJo. Okay. There's a, a, a bloodline, and I compare this to like fucking Castlevania, where you have like oh, the- you know Dracula, and you have the Belmont bloodline. Okay. It's almost comparable to that, right? So in uh, part one, we have Joseph Joestar Jojo. See, ah. see, see. Yeah. They they even call him Jojo yeah. in the part. Mm-hmm. And then in part two, no, part one was I said I meant Jonathan Joestar. Part two is Joseph Joestar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joseph is uh, his grand is Jonathan's grandson, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's his grandson. And so, going back to talking about part two. So, one thing is that we have this protagonist who's completely different from part one. But what is his goal, really? Is it, like, to to fight the Uh, the vampires? It is to fight the vampires. and Not just any vampires, but, like... How are they the threat to, like, the world? Right, so getting there, building off of what uh, Bay was saying about the vampires, how they're not any vampires. So in the JoJo universe, okay, these uh, vampires a- are a race of ancient, powerful beings called okay. Pillarmen. Oh, cool. Aztec. Yeah, they're... Uh, Aztec vampires. You may or may not have seen these memes floating around, but they are often referred to as the Aztec gods of fitness. <laughs> Because when they, when they first okay. appear, you you guys can YouTube it. I'm sure if if you heard of Joji, you probably YouTube it already. <laughs> there is a song called Awaken that plays, and it is like Aztec dubstep, where it's like people chanting to to dubstep, and it's the song that plays when these people first awaken from their tombs, basically. Oh. And after they awaken from their tombs, they basically have the typical world ending, or I want to destroy the world, or I want to rule the world plot, yeah. and it's Joseph's goal to stop them. Interesting. Yeah, and just from that absurd description I've had of these villains, you can er and the fact that Joseph is not a typical shonen protagonist, that he's an actual asshole and a trickster, you can see there's a lot of room in there for misadventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when we dive into part three, you said that's when things kind of get it. It shifts. Okay, because in part one and two, uh, one of the one of the things that they are is like they're vampires, right? They have mm-hmm. their weaknesses towards the sun, you know. Mm-hmm. No garlic, no silver, none of that shit. But mm-hmm. the sun is like okay, we use sun, but if we don't have the sun, what do we do? Well, they have this thing called Haman, which is like chi power, like okay. your key or whatever. And they through breathing techniques, you know, kind of similar like Demon Slayer, where they have the, the demon art. Mm-hmm. They have these breathing techniques that they can channel like sunlight energy okay. to like physically hurt these uh vampires it's like super powered kung fu yeah basically yeah oh. you can see some influence of fists on north star at least from like a, especially in part one and maybe part two to a certain extent and like in part one and two that's what they used to fight the the vampires and let's say the omega vampires in part two mm-hmm. uh but in part three it shifts completely where it almost takes that equation out and Araki introduced a new concept, which, uh, if anyone's familiar with, is the, the Persona franchise is basic, this thing called Stan. Okay. Which is like, uh, your sp- spiritual manifestation being brought into an actual form, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is like, it, like, 
if I had a stand, right, it would be like this thing that hovers around me that's humanoid usually. It doesn't have to be humanoid, but it usually is humanoid, and mm-hmm. it would have, like, some kind of special ability to it. And wow. it usually reflects the person that, you know, that is taking off from. Oh, he the has core edit- of the yeah. person, basically. Like, if he's a coward, he'll, he'll have this kind of, oh, that's an ability fit for a coward, or this is an ability fit for someone of your demented nature, or something yeah. like that. You want to add to it? Yeah. Right. The The thing about stands is that anybody can have them. Okay. You don't have to train for several years to get a stand. You can just have them. You're either born with them or there are other methods to get them, which I will not mention. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, no, th- that's the thing. Because, you know, like in, in typically in anime, you have these people who are like mastering their combat art for like years and decades. Arc. Yeah, the, the, the training, training arc. arc. No, Jojo does not have the training arcs. I think it's, they asked this question, but I it, I don't know if this is true or not. But I think they did say that uh, maybe it's false, but like they said that if you mastered Hamon to a certain extent, you can actually manifest a stand. I believe that's a fan theory. Okay, is a yeah, fan that's, theory. Uh, I don't but know if Araki confirmed that. Yeah, weep yeah. theory. <laughs> the weep theory. <laughs> Wait, so a stand does not really appear until later, or what? It appears only in part. It starts only appearing in part three. Oh, it's like, so and, and, that's when it happens. And like, um, like Hamon is like. Ba- like barely existent. Hamon basically gets phased out. Like in terms of writing, like uh, Araki realized that he didn't have a lot of flexibility or creativity left with Hamon because it's literally like Sun Kung Fu. Oh, and there's not a lot and, to do with it. And that. also the villains like starts to become more of the human side and that's only useful for vampires and he started fading those guys out. So oh, it's like right. what's the point of knowing this ability if the people I'm going up against aren't like, you know, mix and okay. match. And Stan is so much more powerful than Hamon. Although if you have both, I'd say right. It's and the thing, the thing about Stan abilities is that they can literally be anything. Yeah, like they can they can range from controlling time to being the, like the most mundane things. Like there is a stand that is actually kind of useless. Like stands can work against you even where it's like a you curse. have this uh, entity on your back. If anybody looks on your back, that entity kills you and goes to the person who looked at oh. you. Or you can have a stand that can stop time. That's okay. That one's good. Yeah, but yeah. The other Literally, one that, that stand can be stands can be curses too. Right. Like the mm. point of me saying that is that stands have infinite potential. They can be. They give Araki so much creative freedom. And not just that, but also humans aren't the only people that can get stands. Yeah, that I gets noticed. into the weirder parts of, of JoJo though. You showed me. Yeah. Yeah. Animals so. can get stands as well. Yeah. And to a certain extent, a location. But I won't get into that deeply. Right, but oh, then uh, going into part three. So part three is uh. So as uh, Bay here mentioned them um, uh, that uh, th- that's when we start phasing out Hamon for stands, right? Okay. So the main character of part three is a uh, Jotaro uh, Kujo. Jotaro. Jotaro. Yes. Um, he's a. Uh, the name starts to sound more Japanese now. The, the, yeah, he, he, Araki <laughs> does. You know, Before it was like Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, dude. Joseph. There's yeah, always, like, yeah, yeah they were, they were, yeah, they were in England, and then like, oh, you got. And it's like, oh, I want to bring it back to Japan. Yeah, the Joestar bloodline gets around. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, and you will see it get even more around, get around. when we get to part five. When we get to part five, that Joestar bloodline get, got really got around. around. Especially with Joseph. Okay. Especially with Joseph, he can't keep in his pants. Oh my god, I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know it's true. He does keep it in there. Anyways, so basically, in um, so we know in part one, we we are assu- you. I'm assuming that you figured that Dio was defeated, right? Mm-hmm. In part three. Dio is resurrected. 
Ooh. And it is up to Jotaro to defeat Dio. Mm, to ah. carry to continue his family legacy to defeat Dio. Mm, killer uh, vampire comes on. Dude, 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 dude. so fucking <laughs> Castlevania as fuck. But it's so cool. Oh, and also yeah. I, I like to add, dude, like, there are some moments where, like, that's gay, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. we can, that's gay, we but can that's get cool. into that a bit later with a Rocky style. Hey, I'm, I'm, I said it's gay, but it's also cool. But that <laughs> I don't. Think oh it yeah, no. That we'll, super we, okay, uh, but... I want to talk about that later. But yeah. let's uh, let's finish. I'm just gonna say that yeah, like, it, it's like there's some moments where like it it does both real well. But yeah, yeah, it worked. Huh? It works. It oh, just great. works. But anyway, part three. Uh, so yeah, your main character at this moment is Jotaro Kujo. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and he's still related to the, the you know the last. I two believe characters. he's like Joseph's grandson. Yeah. Yeah, this so is it's like everyone's always skip like a, a generation. Not always. It gets no, really no, weird yeah. as time goes on. But they are related to a certain way. Part five is so fucking mess in terms of the relation. Oh yeah, no, I, oh, that's gonna be but hard to talk let's, about. Let's uh, let's wrap up. <laughs> like, like let's wrap up the part three to like four and five. But part three is like you have a this high school delinquent that looks like he's a fucking full grown adult. You mean part four? Part this three. Is for part three. And no, we talked all about Marjorie with Jotaro. Like, oh, but I thought when I thought the high school guy was. Part well, actually, they're, yeah, both, you, high, there's, yeah, they're, they're both, both high schoolers. But, oh. but in part three, yeah. it's like you barely see him in school. He's going on his trip to Egypt to fight mm-hmm. this final baddie because his final baddie's hurting his mommy. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, so don't worry about stand up powers. It's related to stand up yeah. how he's hurting his mommy. Yeah. And uh, his uh, grandfather, Joseph, comes in and is like, We got to fight this guy because my daughter is getting all hurt and shit. So he mm. assembles a ragtag team of stand users, which includes his grandson, Jotaro, and they go to an adventure to Egypt to find him and eliminate him, you know, to save his daughter or his mother, depending on which one. Yeah, okay. and then uh, the whole story is literally the journey to go and defeat Dio again. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's, and it's a very, like, I personally didn't like part three that much, but it's a very journey-based story. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Then you move to part four, four which is the more school. Oh, oh, Whose child <laughs> is oh. it this time? <laughs> oh, this is where the... You know when I say Joseph gets around, he can't keep it in his pants? Yeah, this is where oh, things get done. Wow. <laughs> Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, so oh. Joseph basically... Um, uh, Father... De- he, he, he had a legitimate son. Ooh. And that legitimate son uh, is, the, uh, is a teenager at this point. But Jotro is older, so you can kind of tell he was a bit uh, oh, feisty yeah. later on to his life. Yeah, he didn't need the blue pill when he was fifty; he just got it up. Oh yeah. god! So That's what does to you? <laughs> okay. The part four is actually very interesting to me because, like, it's, uh, all of them, all of the uh, Jojos are basically kind of journeys, right? But this yeah. one isn't really a journey. Uh, Set in the same place. Yeah, this is actually uh, I describe part four as a slice of life. Oh, yeah. slice of life, uh, murder mystery. Is it the one with Kira then? Yeah. Yes, it is the one oh. with Kira. Let's not mention who Kira is, because that's a spoilery territory. Queen reference. Yeah, queen reference. All the queen. Oh. But no, oh. I'm uh, the way I describe part four, it's like it's literally a slice of life story with with stand users with like extraordinary powers and how that affects that the going ons in that town. And the thing about part four is that like literally everybody, including the main villain, just wants to go about their daily lives. Yeah, ah. and it's about how these daily lives interact with each other and the conflict it causes, and eventually it does build up to a main conflict it's not down even the line. Grandeur too, because when the final villain is like, 
it, there's no ambition for a conquest like the other ones. No, he just wants to be left alone. Yeah. Although when you leave him alone, it's like you do some bad stuff when you're left alone, so we still have to deal with you. But he's not ambitious like the other ones. Right. But like that's the beauty of part four. Yeah. Is um because it's literally everybody just wants to live their life. Yeah. But one of them just happens to be doing bad things. Out of yeah, <laughs> out of all the five parts that we're gonna mention, I feel like four is my most favorite. Mm, right. Mm. And then uh, man. I should ask this question before. Like, how long do these like part last? How many episodes? They it vary. varies a lot. Like part so part one and two are actually counted as one season. Okay. So part one is like the first, I believe, like ten episodes of that season. It doesn't take up a whole cower, I believe. All I remember is like they use the same. I believe was it ending or opening? They use the same ending. And they, yeah. they, they all use roundabout. Kind of tell you like, oh, hey, we're still in yeah. the same area. So part one and two take up the same season. So it's a 24, 25 episode season. Uh, part oh, one's so like... not bad. Part one is like 10 episodes and then part two is everything else. Part three... Oh, God. They had to split it. Yeah, part three was very long. I personally... It was too long for my taste. Yeah, I can see why you had a... Yeah, no, part three was like 50 episodes long. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically, it's like 48 or 50. I was about to say, oh, if, you know, like part one and two, if each part is like 20, 20 something episode, easily bingeable, but... Yeah, no, when, when, when I say 50. part three is a journey, part three is a journey. <laughs> yeah, they had to split into two different seasons, two, two uh, 20, like 24 25? or 25 episode Somewhere seasons. And then part four is 39 episodes, and part five is 39 episodes. Ah. So, yeah, they're uh, unconventional compared to our animes, where, like, oh, 12, 13, or 26. I feel like that's better, though, because sometimes when you have to constrict an anime to a certain episode count, then it kind of either drag on too much or rush. Yeah. No, that's the beauty of uh, the studio does animating this, is day productions, and they've done a really fucking good job of this. Where, like, um, they're really faithful to the source material, you know? Mm-hmm. And how it's like, okay, um, there's barely any interference. Maybe they change it a little bit here and there to make the scene I make mean, sense. I feel like they change it for the better, though. Yeah. Like, there are, like, some weird pacing issues in the original manga, and they shift things around a little bit to make it uh, more digestible yeah. in terms yeah. of an anime story. Yeah, but there's, not, like, only one or two parts, actually. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, is, like... Uh, I, I, I hate to say this, but, like, fuck, not a lot of people, I, I take that for value. Like, it should be, like, obviously, you should be, like, if you're going to take something from a adaptation, you should be as faithful as you can. But I barely see that nowadays. So when I see something like that where you're being really faithful to the source material, especially to the source material that, you know, was had already a notoriety, well, not notoriety, but, like, popularity to it, you know, way before they were adapted, is like, I'm glad to see that, you know? I think part of it, again, is a pay- like the timing issue, you know, episode count issue. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we can't fit this in, so we have to cut it out. Right. Or we, oh, we have too much time left. We have to fill something out. Yeah. Right. You know, like, kind of. But, I mean, so with JoJo, like I said, or you guys said, they're not constricted to that, right? So I feel like because of that, it's easier for them to kind of just be... Tr- true to the source yeah you know which is a good thing yeah. the only opinion. annoying part when when you're watching it in live is like oh man when's next episode gonna come out and they have to take a break because like, like oh yeah the, no that happened a lot in part third, five yeah it took like all these breaks and it's like well 
it, it's understandable why it take more than a year to wait for the next part to come out. Right, and the part that sucked about that is that, like, even though they took their breaks to treat the animators better and, like, give them breathing room, I think, like, the director still hasn't been paid by the studio, unfortunately. Like, there's oh. some weird stuff going on there, but that's stuff for another I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Right. I want part so six to come out. It's good that, like, I think we're going to get back into part four and five soon, but now since we kind of mentioned the animation studio... I kind of want to ask about art. Like I said, I have the issue with the art. Right. Sometimes for, you know, um, again, it kind of, some, I admit, sometimes it weird me out to see them in, like, weird posts. No, that's but fair. But that's not, that's not an issue because I've read weirder stuff. It mm-hmm. just, as far as just anime itself, mm-hmm. you know, having to stare at the, the <laughs> weirdly saturated colors kind of you know, hurt my eyes, <laughs> to right. be honest. And, like, so, you'll get used to it. <laughs> you'll like it. Is it... Do you think it's, like, the manga's, like, choice, or is it, like, the animator's choice? It's to totally Araki's choice. Okay. Because I'm, uh... So, I did read Araki's book that he wrote on uh, how to draw manga, and he, he did talk about his influences in it, and I'm, uh... I hope I'm remembering this correctly, but I do believe that a lot of his influences comes from fashion magazines that he actually looked at when he was little. Okay. So he'd be seeing these people in like these strange poses and <laughs> these like this uh, fashionable clothing, fashion magazines, fashionable yeah. clothing, <laughs> and, and that like and the that, clothes that people don't wear. In right, real life. and that was something from his childhood that he okay. brought into his own art. And I believe just by doing that, he he left a signature. Like you, like the the poses he puts people in aren't normal. But the important part is that like they're distinct, and they also, in a sense, like give a sense of character. Yeah. To mm-hmm. that person. And you do a pose, it's like, hey, that's a kid. That's I remember that character. It's like you don't have to like say anything. You just do a pose, and like, hey, I remember him. Yeah, and that also like goes in with like I'm sure like you've seen the memes like where they literally just take frames yeah. from the manga, like, oh, you're approaching me. Like yeah. those composes combined with like his composition in the manga, or I guess it just also carries over to the anime since the anime recreates the panels. Like it creates mm-hmm. very signature and remem and memorable visual. Um, Stimulant? Just visuals. Yeah, visual stimulants, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, no, just it just Dang. those poses make him memorable. And now he like he does uh he has like like he literally did a collaboration with some of these uh fashion like people. Like there's a cover in for Gucci. Oh really? Yeah, no, like uh I think there's that one where he did like oh here's uh Bucciarati and here's Jolene. Right, he's used, they're used sometimes, and they're those like are characters from the other parts. Yeah, and they're advertising an actual merchandise. I know, because he draws Jolene a lot of inspiration. Part right? Six, right? She's yes, yeah. he's the but we're not going to get too deep into that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got fight, part five. Yeah, we still have to talk about part five. Yeah. And we can wrap that up. Um, I mean, just to fit, cap off the part summary yeah. before we go, because we've got some momentum here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, part four, uh, part four is like, hey, we're in Japan. It's like, and uh, now, bam, back to uh, Europe. Now we're in Italy. <laughs> we're in Italy in part five. And uh, our character... Now, not only Joseph gets around, these Jojo jo- jo people, they, they get around too. Yeah, they, they get around in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like counting the fucking continents that they've been on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so now we're in Italy. Um, and it's like a segue from part... Like, there's a big gap between each generation, mm-hmm. you know? But with part five, it's like, it's not that big of a gap from part four to five. Because mm-hmm. uh, part five was introduced by a character in part four, 
And that's about it. He doesn't show up anymore for that part. He's just there to introduce part five. And we introduce our main character, which is Giovanni. Giorno. Giorno. Giorno Giovanna. Giorno. Get it right. Sorry, I'm thinking about the pizza. He needs to be a Jojo with the Giorno and oh. the Giovanna. I can't believe oh I can't. Uh, can't believe How it's dare you delivery. diss my favorite Jojo? Uh, well, it's not my favorite part, so. <laughs> no, I'm, I know it's not your favorite yeah. part. Also, it's, it's not delivery. It's, it's Giorno. It's up there with four. Let's. Okay, before we talk about favorite parts, let's uh, so let's let me summarize part five a bit. Part five is about Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> Not gonna be able to say it. Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> Wait, Giorno Giovanna. Giorno Giovanna. Anyways, <laughs> I can't believe it's not Giorno. <laughs> anyways, so Giorno Giovanna. He is a Joe star. He's he's distantly related to the Joe stars. I'll say that much. In a weird way, he's a distant relative to yeah. the Joe stars. As I said, a lot of the jo- a lot of the uh, family members of the Joe star family get around. <laughs> and um, uh, this one's weird. When you yeah, really this one's really it. weird. I'm not sure how much I can say about it. Yeah. But um, uh, he, he is and he is a 15 uh, year old uh Italian college student. Okay, he's a college student. 15. Yeah. yeah, high school student. Sorry. Oh, I'm like. College. Yeah, no, 15? he's a 15-year-old oh high school student. This guy. And his goal is to take over the Italian mafia to turn it into a force of good. Oh. Yeah. You want to be a gang star. He wants to, he calls he calls that becoming a gang star. <laughs> <laughs> and that is actually what Araki wrote. Oh, if you look at the if you look at the God. kana, okay, it, it's star. gangusta or something like oh, sutta or something oh, like that. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Uh, and um long story short <laughs> part five is literally a mafia drama about taking down the big boss of the mafia okay this is like twisted of me but of all like the parts i've listened to i think i'm the most interested in part five good because that's my favorite part <laughs> mainly because of that stupid term <laughs> gangstar gangstar do you want to be a gangstar now <laughs> now i kind of do <laughs> Now I'll tell you, dude, my my boner for part five is so fucking hard that I'm collecting all the characters. Like first, first I have to learn to make those posts, the fashion posts, uh, <laughs> right. fabulous posts. That's when he really starts taking inspiration from the runway. Yeah, the no, runway. dude. Everybody in part five is so fucking fa- fashionable. It blows my mind. I'm like, it, nobody dresses like that in real life. Yeah, it's something you only see oh. on the runway. Yeah, like the previous stuff you see, like from part four and before, it's like it's like it's like this kind of believable weird, clothing. Though, like we're kind of getting off anime topic a little bit, but yeah, you're right. On a runway, like when you have all these clothes and you know, on a runway, you barely can bear it. Like can wear it in real life. Wow. Right. I think they're just artistic. I, that's what I'm guessing is like they're just for art, like fashion as an art. Rather mm. than accessibility, sometimes he's like, "Oh, this is a new merchandise." <laughs> Unless it's Victoria's Secret. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's overrated. Don't you go for it. <laughs> Fucking just go in your birthday suit. That's all you needed. <sighs> okay, now that we finally get kind of those, you know, Wrapped kind of up. the gist of like the premise of JoJo, which is like kind of all over the place. Like, yeah, it is a little over the literally place. all over you. the place. I fucking told you it's a bizarre. Yeah, adventure. and I guess a good me? summary of it would be the um uh, JoJo's. My about... question right now hmm. though would be because it seems like different parts. It's literally different. It takes place in the different um, countries, different, era, different um, characters. era, different characters. Can you skip? Certain part. Oh boy. Oh god. Okay, I'm gonna get blasted on the internet for this, so feel free to aim a crosshair at my head. But yeah, I do believe you can skip parts unless it's very specific parts. Like the first three parts, I feel like you should that should be continuous. 
Mm-hmm. But anything after that, you can just skip to. I believe that's what I personally believe. As somebody okay. who has things to do in life and does not have time to watch a hundred episodes of anime, mm-hmm. yeah. What I about you, Bait? I would say like just watch it all. Oh, so yeah. you, you get thing, kind of two different opinions here, right? Your own pace at it. I'm not saying just binge it. I know people have the tendency to binge, but like. Just watch it in moderations and on certain levels. Like, it's not going to go anywhere. Because, to you know. tell you the truth, like, I feel, listening to you guys, the likelihood of me watching from part three onward is higher. And I have to admit, like, I am more interested in part five, and then four, and then three. Right. And that's you completely know? understandable. Kind of one and two. I don't know, from the sound of it, it it does sound pretty... I mean, I like that, you know, um, Joseph is an asshole. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like, hey, it's kind of very typical shonen, you know? Yep. While the later part seems to be more interesting. Right. Uh, just a little note for you, Penny, but I know how much you love animals. Mm-hmm. Um, be prepared when you're watching JoJo. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'll say that um, what Araki does, Araki believes that people who abuse animals are the lowest scum of humanity. Mm. So when he needs to show that a character is shitty, well, yeah, I'll let you fill in the blanks. I... <laughs> yeah, uh, they're not. They're they're there to be like, oh, this guy's such an asshole. You know, uh, okay, but, yeah. evil bastard. But uh, going back to the part skipping. So the thing about JoJo is that you will definitely get more out of the series if you do watch all of it. Like there are references to past parts. There aren't they aren't necessarily essential to understand the story, mm-hmm. but they will make they will uh, you'll feel rewarded if you've seen a previous part and you're watching the current part and you're like, oh, I, I remember that. But if you don't get it, it's not essential to understand the story of that part. Oh, it's like watching Gundam Unicorn and knowing the earlier. Characters. Yeah, but for yeah. for Gundam Unicorn, I don't know if you know. I'm a, I'm a huge Gundam fan. <laughs> but, we um, know. Yeah. <laughs> I got on blast. <laughs> But um, uh, but Gundam Unicorn is a bit weirder because um, uh, it, like the politics of Unicorn are very tied to the previous series. But that's that's for another discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, like for the parts, like I feel like each part. You know, we should have had Ethan here for the Gundam episode. Yeah. Well, that was. We a, will invite you. No, that's like a kind Mech of part two. that was a mecha genre. episode. Yeah. Mech part so two. if we're going to like Gundam, Ethan will be back. People to correct us I at every know. turn. I know. But, I mean, yeah, I, I just feel like I'm more interested in... But I feel like part four is the part that's, like, it hurt my eyes. <laughs> yeah, and that's the segue to the uh, art style that we're going to talk about. Because JoJo, that's another thing... Oh, we in- have been kind of huh? talking about Yeah, we've been kind of talking about it. A little bit, but we're like, this time, we're like, def- like, in terms of both, like, the manga and also how the anime does it in terms of the coloring. If you ever look at JoJo, it's like... One of the things that separates it, like, is the art style itself, where, like, all these characters look like they're fucking chisels, chisels in stone. They look like they're, like, they, you know they're how, like, like, angular? Yeah, like, okay. they don't have, like, like the triangle or the, like, the, the fucking, you know, that... Oh, the anime? The walnut kind of face. The anime chin? Yeah. Everyone looks like they're chiseled out, like, Iraqi took, like, a fucking marble and just, like, hammered, like, oh, there's right. a character now. No, especially, like, in the earlier parts where they literally look like Greek god statues. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all buff and shit. Yeah. But then, like... <laughs> Not Baki buff, I believe. <laughs> they're different. Well, they're more like, we have the build, but we're not that detailed. Baki is just like, I have muscles on muscles, and here's muscles on my muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Jonathan was like that. He's Jonathan. Have you seen Baki? I have not seen Baki, but like, dude, I've seen the figure. Here's the thing. I feel like with Baki, she's not like that, but even the main girl in Baki feel like she has muscles. Yeah, people were saying like, oh, she like, why is he with a dude? And like, she's a girl. But yeah, she she looks like she has muscles. Oh, she man. doesn't. Look, he doesn't <laughs> care about female characters as much. That's why he has a lot of guy characters in there. <laughs> but I mean, I I do admit I've seen. Of course, like if you're an an anime fan, you will encounter JoJo art. Whether you like it or not, right? Yeah, it and... will come up. So I have seen it, you know, mm-hmm. and I've seen how it like kind of involve, like not involve, evolve. Thank yeah. you. Nah, it wouldn't be me if I don't make you know, <laughs> English mistakes. Uh, but, you know, it the first part I saw, and it still looked kind of... It is different, but it's n- not very polished like it is now. Right. You know what I mean? I, I like the art. I mean, like, to tell you the truth, I feel like I would have easier time reading it than yeah. watching it. Oh, that's going to be interesting but, when we get to part five. But <laughs> yeah. you you did mention that the anime kind of some like kind of make it better pace in certain parts, right? Right, it does. Like it shifts some storylines around and it draws certain scenes out that like when you read the manga, you read it at your own pace and your pacing is like may not match up with what Araki intended in terms of like how he's mm-hmm. delivering his storyline. Okay, you know, the go back on the whole like. Uh whether to like you know watch it or watch certain parts i think i say well like just watch all part because i already read like all of it <laughs> uh. before i got in the anime mm. Mm. so it's like uh, that's why i probably say because yeah, no, like just... i'm reading on my own page like oh i could just binge through this and like easily read this without having to be in time constraint and then enjoy it when it comes adapted right mm. like for me it's like uh i started watching the anime through part four and then after right after part four i read the part five manga mm-hmm. and then i watched part five so what would you say? Which one is kind of have better pacing? The story doesn't matter, right? Because the story. But the story is the story. Is the story. Anime or manga? I like the anime more for part five. Okay. Like um, uh, the thing about part five is that there are, are a lot of things that you just can't show in terms of manga. Yeah. Like there are certain abilities or powers that you can only convey in a manga and there are also only certain things like feelings you can invoke like the presence of a character music counts music music yeah. totally counts so does voice acting and like um, um, I'll say like the main villain like when I read part 5 uh, the manga first I was like who is this guy mm-hmm. and I was like why do I care and then after it was done I was just like whatever but then when the anime happened I was like oh this guy is actually like a huge threat holy shit he's <laughs> like yeah. his presence is like so threatening in the anime but in the manga he's like this random dude yeah because there's yeah. something that you know you need movement you yeah. know right, you need movement, uh, like, voice acting they, they, they i would say just... like from part one and four is like you can easily just read the manga but part five i do see his point where like it's better to see it as an adaptation than just read it not saying it was bad but also there's a tied into like depending on what which one you're reading in terms of translation that was also an issue and we're in part four and five right Part 4 had the funny translations. Yeah. And Part 5 too had some translations. Part 5 issues, had really? the translations, but they were just bad. They were, yeah. The thing about Part 5 is that uh, when Part 5 first came out, when it was first translated, I should say, um, the person who translated it just did it very bare bones. They did not add any character to like the character's dialogue or anything like that. It was very like the driest translation you could possibly have oh. of a manga. So... Everybody, a lot of people didn't like part five when it, f- it was first translated, and over time it was retranslated, got all the character oh, good, and stuff. Good, and good. then um, uh, when the part five anime happened, 
everybody loves part five. <laughs> the thing is, is okay because you guys do mention stand, right? Mm-hmm. So if I somehow start at part four or five, well, I understand stand. Oh, that's weird. Will I understand? Will you understand? <laughs> I feel like you will. Yeah, the only thing you'll probably find confusing is how certain abilities work, because that's another thing what I like about JoJo is, like, they have these uh, stands, right, and they have certain abilities, and some of them can be bare, cut bone dry, like, oh, he can shoot fire, or he can stop time, right? But then some stands, like, you gotta, like, have to really think about what they do, and they do explain it to a certain extent, like, how they work. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, like, you wouldn't think of them as, like, a basic ability, right? I, I don't mm-hmm. know what example I can give. I remember that vector stand in part five, and it's like I still kind of confused. Right, like this is the point where like the anime gets an advantage over the manga because in the anime you get to see the stands in action. Okay, and it's a it's a lot it's a lot easier to understand the an animation than just like a bunch of step by step things that may that may or may not necessarily be clear. Yeah. Okay. But uh, in terms of like understanding the term stand, I do feel like um uh, you'll 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 get it like pretty much after the first episode what a stand is. Like you're gonna see somebody summoning this humanoid thing, and then they have a power related to that, and that's literally it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, you guys have piqued my interest. Yeah. I will mm. admit that. That's good. Especially with part five and four. Uh, so... <laughs> well, four, I kind of see bits and pieces. Yeah. You know, because you were um, Bay were watching it at my house. Yeah. Um. Part three, I think I saw an episode because you were kind of watching it too. Uh, um, I was jumping from part two and four. Yeah. Mm. So, but I do admit part five does intrigue me. Yeah. Um, so, um, a little bit more on the art style. So, the whole, like, them looking like Greek gods and, like, just chiseled statues and shit. Mm-hmm. You see that from part one to three. And in part four, you still see that, but not as much. I would say that's when it's, I would say right. the transition like starts in the, happening. Like starting in part one, Araki was kind of trying. I don't want to say mimic because that's too like that's too harmful of a word. But he's trying to, um, how do you say, basically s- simulate uh, the fist of the North Star style, mm-hmm. where everyone's like buff, manly man, like oh my what? A lot of a lot of upper body. <laughs> But um, uh, from there, though, uh, it's like he started developing his own style. Like, he found a way that he was comfortable to draw, and he gradually went that way. So he mm-hmm. went from these manly buff men to, if you look at modern Jojo, like, these almost effeminate-looking characters. Even, even the guys. And- androgynous is yeah. a good word to describe it. And the thing about that is that, like, even though, like, the, the outward appearance, like, this manly man who is, like, made of 200% muscle... To like this androgynous looking new Jojo. Um, the thing is like in terms of like shading and just how it's drawn, you can still see pe- uh, bits of his original art style in there, especially the shading. Oh my god. And like the face is kind of too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like eh, part four, like you still see the manliness, but like at the same time, it's like you see some transition. It's only when well, it part, part okay. five, when it starts to going more androgynous and feminine, where characters Instead of having a lot of upper body, it's like they're lean and kind of thin, and they have more fashionable, like really out there clothing, and their lips are kind of like insinuated, like they have lipstick on. Right. And um, parents. Uh, were you gonna say something? Yeah, because for me though, a lot of times, I don't know about other people, but for me personally, muscles don't always make up manliness for me though. Right. Like, I. It's the way they carry themselves. Right. It's the way they act. And I think I can say that for uh, Giorno Giovanna, who's probably... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Giorno. Giorno. Like, I will say that Giorno Giorno. Giovanna is probably... 
the most effeminate looking Jojo, but he's also no, the but most like, ruthless. No, the funny thing is, like, you can't just say his first name. You have to say the whole it's thing. It's Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> when you mention him, it has to be the whole name for some reason. I want the pizza. <laughs> right, but I'm uh, going from what you're saying. Like, for example, Giorno Giovanna, he's mm-hmm. the most effeminate looking Jojo. He has a fucking titty window. Oh. In his design. It's like a heart-shaped titty window in his design. But he is the most violent. He is the most ruthless of all the JoJo's. See, I like this already. <laughs> Not the heart-shaped, um, you know. Yeah, he's an incredibly ruthless. part, but... <laughs> I, the thing is, is that, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not always how a person, like, dress or the, the shape of their body. It's, like, to show, like, if, you know, if they're kind or if they're badass. Or right. It's, it has to be the way they Bridge. present themselves yeah. in a in certain way, you th- know? That does speak true to how Araki's writing has actually evolved over the course of the series. Yeah. Because initially, it's, like, very absurd. And, like, part one was, like, a very simple story. Part two is, like, Araki going, like, oh, I want to try to see what happens if I make things really weird. Do you think this is, like, his first manga? No. no he, he has done not. He has, a, he's like... I recall he's done like three or four before that one. He did. He did bow. He did bow, and then there was like uh, his first manga was like a western, actually. Yeah. And then he also had like a detective story. Some woman that's actually, I think, uh, he he recycles the concept and make her into Lisa Lisa, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he has done his first manga. Yeah. But this is his first, like first and only, I believe, long running one. Okay. Yeah, but like that evo like uh going back to like how the art style evolved and how it went from manly men to like a feminine men, I think it's kind of interesting when you think about it in terms of like how it speaks to the anime industry and how like in the past we had more masculine looking guys and then like today we have like you, sometimes you can't even distinguish like a guy character from a male from a female character. The trap. We have a lot <laughs> of the trap. Not <laughs> as bad in JoJo. There's only one time where I had a problem with it. And then the rest is like, okay, I can still tell they're a guy or girl. It's just like you know, they're still cool, you know? They're still interesting. <laughs> like Anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on to the spoiler section? I personally don't mind spoilers, um, so I will be sitting in, in our discussion. But if you are, you know, you might want to take a little I mean, break. But before we do that, anything else to say? We could talk about, like, the I mean, impact that JoJo had in the anime. I mean, I think we're getting a little... <laughs> no, no, that's still- the yeah, thing yeah, though yeah. um that's how we are because yeah, fair we're a free flow kind of podcast like, anything right that comes but like to right, mind, i don't want to force talk. impact right now because like we were talking about like the evolution of joda i feel like it'd be nice to like go a bit more into his writing how his oh, writing right. has changed right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay sure. so so the thing about uh araki and his the evolution of his writing style, like mm-hmm. writing style and art style also changed, is that he went, we started with part one, right? And it's like very simple plot, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. Jonathan versus Dio. And then part two is like, I want to try something weird. Mm-hmm. And it definitely got attention. <laughs> if uh, I know we, we didn't read the manga, but well, you read the manga. Yeah. Um, but it definitely did get attention based on how weird it was. But the thing is like, those, those plot lines are very like on the surface. It's like, you got to go beat the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And part three was also like that. But in part three, you start seeing inklings of his tr- actual writing coming out. Where um, uh, he starts developing his characters a bit more. Starts focusing on the camaraderie between characters. Because in part three, we have this mm-hmm. this group of manly men, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are trying to beat this uh, vampire dude. And um, uh, you 
the thing about part three is that there's a lot of camaraderie between between the characters. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, like, three is just a lot of bro moments, I would say. Okay. Just be- I do enjoy bro moments. Yeah. Well, two had it, but not, like, it, it wasn't as, as developed as it should be. If anything, oh. like, not to get too deep into it, but I think part seven, t- uh, takes from what part two and enhances it a bit Wait, more. There's part seven? Okay, so uh, before going on, we're only talking about one part one and five, mm-hmm. but as of right now, there's eight. Ooh, so wow. we got three more. Yeah, we have a lot more to animate. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. So I'm going to be an old fucking man once part eight comes out. <laughs> oh, boy. Can't yeah. wait for part nine, whatever that fucking is. Um, I, but to me, I feel like that's a that's the thing about good writing, though. You grow with your story. He you does. Know? And, I mean, that's there's a reason why there's part eight right, right. now. And then... You know, because, yeah. Hey... If you're bad, Shit you sells. get cut. Shit you know? Right. And but then he's still, his work is still out there, so there must be, you know, some. Merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Merchandise. And then, uh, talking about their writing, it's like, in part four, that's where you start seeing more character interactions. See, that's the thing, like, because when you guys were telling me stuff, you know, it seemed like you don't really have much to say about one and two, you know? Right. Like, not that you don't have much to say, but I feel like as far as, like, writing and story how you know unique it is you know you guys don't but then when it's start from like part three you kind of have a little more you know like but then four and five i feel like that's the part where you i kind of that's that's the beauty of jojo is the fact that each part is like their own different thing you know it's like you get something out from each part you know it's not just one like yeah there's an overall baddie that they have to fight but there's a lot of stuff in between that's like Wow, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Like, part four had those down-to-earth moments where they're not fighting anyone. And it's just like, I love those moments when they're just like... Because they're set in high school, and they're just trying to be like, Oh, how are we going to make some quick money? Or I need to buy some new shoes or some shit like that. And, you know, find an interesting way to incorporate their stance into that story. It's like, those feel-good moments, those, like, chillax moments where we're like, Okay, we don't have anything to fight right at the moment. Let's just fucking relax. Let's just do what we do, you know? That's good. You know, you need downtime. Right. You know, anime that just always on and on and on and on without downtime, sometimes it's a little too much to handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I don't know. I'm not even thinking about JoJo when I think about that. I don't know why. I just like, I really like it when there's like, there's some downtime and it's just like, you know, you get to see a character like just be themselves. actually show, you know, a different dimension of a character, you know? Because when they fight, of course, they will have that certain... Um, way that they act or you know react to things right but when mm-hmm. you know because it, yeah you can't relate to them when they're fighting yeah you know but when it's downtime it's when i feel like you can feel closer because they're more relatable that way mm-hmm. when they're doing yeah. something that you know we who knows some Maybe you or you may have stands. I don't know. You can't see but, you know, it. <laughs> not all of us have stands. You, you know? can only see it if you have. So one. it's those downtime moments that hey, you know, develop the character right. more. So yeah. okay, we'll take a break for now, <laughs> um, and then we'll be back with the spoiler section. So if you are okay with spoilers, or if you have all caught up with JoJo, you can listen on in a bit. We will be back.
We did take a break this time before it was just yeah, <laughs> not really a break. <laughs> editor, can you put a commercial in there in between? <laughs> editor. Oh, wait, you're the editor. And are back Don't say with that. Gonna Jojo us. Bizarre Adventure episode. Now, with spoilers. So once again, last warning. Like, really, the last warning. If you're not okay with spoilers, you might want to tune out and get back to us in a later episode. I hate you all for this. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I want to spoil, but you won't let me. Of course not. But now you know. Now the chains are gone. Yeah. Now the chain is mm. off. So go all out, you two. Mm. So I know we kind of did talk about the premises of the parts and, you know. The- Why you should fucking watch it. Yeah. So I think now we're just going to dive into the little core of it. What are your favorite parts and why? What scene, what situation, what, you know, characters? Go, go, go. I got two that I can think of, but I'm going to leave it to you, Ethan. Oh, so uh, in terms of my favorite parts, it is difficult for me to actually pick out a single favorite part because there are two off the top of my head that I love a lot. Part four and part five. Okay. The reason... I'm having difficulty here because part five's finale was very uh interesting to say the least. It was a uh, very convoluted for what it was supposed to be. Why? Why? This is spoilers. Remember? No, I know. Go on. No, because I'm uh so basically uh let me mention part four first and why I even consider part four my favorite one of my favorite parts is because the thing about part four. Is that in part four... The, the slice of life. Yeah, the slice of life one, the main bad guy ends up being a serial killer. Yes. And in part four, it's all about finding that serial killer. Uh, Josuke finds him, they have a fight for a while, and then that's it. It's done. Like, it gives you what you wanted, what you expected. It ties up the story with a nice bow, and it goes on with itself. The thing about part five's final battle is that um, uh, they introduce uh, an object... Well. I mean, they didn't introduce it, but uh, there's uh, there's basically, in the JoJo series, there is an object that gives people stand powers. It's an arrow that you poke yourself with. Um, uh, mm. So if you get poked by the arrow, you get stand mm. abilities. If you are worthy. If you're unworthy, you die. Oh, like a Thor's hammer? Kind of. I, 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 I don't <laughs> think Thor's hammer kills, kills you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Thor's hammer kills you if you can't hey, lift it. Like, if you're unworthy and you try to lift Thor's hammer, you could break your back and Yeah, you can. Die you're not wrong. Get a hernia. <laughs> Yeah, so the thing Eat about shit, Thor. So the thing about part five is that up to the finale is that it's about these very raw stand battles, very violent, very mm-hmm. visceral, mm-hmm. um very big life and death situations basically. But it's literally just people fighting each other with their stand abilities. Okay. The thing about the finale of part five is that they introduce the arrow, the thing that gives you stand powers, and mm-hmm. the mo- they basically tell the audience, oh, if your stand gets poked by this arrow, your stand becomes super powerful. Mm-hmm. And so it basically... But dev- if you're, it's not worthy. If it's not worthy, it ends up like killing you or something like that. Something bad happening. So um, the question about the stand is that, is it like one of those... Um, I don't know why the whole golden compass thing kind of came to mind. That you know the movie or the book. Well, I know you know how series. like you have the um, little animals. Yeah. If you die, your little animal die. But if your little animal soul whatever die, you're you're okay. Yeah. 
So is stand the same way? Is there a way that hey, if you if your stand is destroyed, are you dead? When, or when your you... stand gets hurt, you get hurt. So basically, for the most part, you both share pain. So another. it's there's no distinction. There's no if distinction. You, somehow people like kill your stand, you die. Yeah, there is okay. an exception to that rule where like there are certain stands if they get harm, it doesn't do much harm to you. Much. That's the key word. Much. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's, those are literally just exceptions to the rule. Like, in, like overall, it's like if your stand gets hurt, you get hurt. Yeah. You get hurt, the stand gets hurt. The, okay. the stand is an extension of you. Okay. You don't really count it as a separate okay. um, entity. Mm. No, that makes sense. Go yeah, on. Like, going back to... So they introduced that. The arrow. The arrow. And then, basically, uh, some, one of the supporting characters ends up piercing their stand with this arrow. And then the villain sees this arrow and is like, oh, I want that arrow. And then the stand that got pierced by the arrow ends up getting, like, soul-swapping abilities. So he swaps the bodies of everybody in the vicinity, which includes the villain and the main cast. So that adds, like, a extraneous layer of confusion oh. to the conflict. And, it, like, so as I'm going to reiterate, before this, it was just raw stand. I was like, people fighting each other. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I will fight you with my stand. I'll use my power to the mm-hmm. best of its ability to beat you. Mm-hmm. But now we're introducing like soul swapping that just kind of comes out of nowhere. Okay. And then it from there it just degenerates into figuring out who's who, trying to figure out where the main antagonist is because oh, his body is in a different body, Again. his soul's in a different body. Oh yeah, now th- that's like kind of my question. Like now that you know the soul switch body, does the stand come with the bot? Like the stand the does come with the soul. Okay. So the stand follows the soul. So if someone, so if I, so su- suppose all of us have a stand here, mm-hmm. and Bay here, I go if if I get swapped into Bay's body. So like, okay, what if my stand is um, yeah, Optimus Prime? Yay! Yeah. I got a vision. I love Ugh. it. Right. Ugh. But if I somehow get my soul gets swapped into Bay's body, you will carry Optimus with you. Okay. Yeah, Optimus because like your you. stand is attached to your manifestation of your, of your soul? soul and spirit, not the body. Okay. Not the body. Right. Okay. Then, if it was however, body. another question. So, but it's not your body, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if like I now um, I'm Ethan, right, mm-hmm. and I attack Bay, yep. But yep. it's my soul in Bay's body. Does that mean like you know my physical body get hurt or Bay's body? So in your then, original body? Yeah. No, like. If you swap places with Ethan, right, and you get hurt while he's in body, no, no, I swap like with you, oh, okay. but then he's in my body, and then yeah. I attack this body. This yeah, body's attack. The body, attack, the body will get hurt. Yeah, and whoever souls in that body gets well. You, de- if I die, if the body dies, the soul will go away. It will. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, the soul has nowhere to go. Basically, yeah. okay. The only yeah. way you can so find- basically. Just focus on the soul. You just the containers just swap. Just yeah. think of the body as a container. So unless okay, you go so into a new host, that matters. Okay. Like if you die and you have nowhere to go, it's like, well, there's only one. We're down. No heaven or hell. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so it does sound confusing to it me. Do, it, like, That's it's, why it's like I have like all I these feel questions. it's so superfluous and like and unnecessary. It came out of nowhere towards the end. Towards the end, this is literally the final battle. Oh. Like this is the final battle. Oh no. So like that happens. And then, so, there's a layer of confusion where they're trying to figure out who's who and they're trying to find the boss. And then when they do find the boss, mm-hmm. the battle is literally fighting over the arrow. Because whoever gets the arrow and pierces their oh, stand with it. Oh, it's out of nowhere. Now it, it becomes a 
Yeah, it's fight a fight over the arrow. I'm gonna call it meow meow. What is this? Meow meow. Meow 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 yeah. meow. Meow meow. <laughs> the, the, the concept of the arrow was introduced in part. Yeah, the arrow was in part four. Okay. But it wasn't important in part five until this arc. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's to me, that's almost equivalent to inserting a MacGuffin into the story. And it did, it did exist in part three, but wasn't mentioned. Really. Well, well... In the manga, it wasn't in part three, but in the anime, they, they put the arrow yeah. in the background. But it actually it mm. was in... Directly in part three, because in part four is like, oh, they had the arrow all Does along. anybody know yeah. where this arrow comes from, though? Yes, Meteors. the main antagonist discovered the arrows buried in... E- the main antagonist of part five, I should say, discovered the arrows buried in Egypt, and the arrows were made out of meteors, as Bay said, uh-huh. that uh, that crashed on Earth. Oh. And yeah. someone made an arrow out of it and had, like, strange magical properties. Aliens. Ah. Fucking yeah. aliens. So that kind of <laughs> take. You know, yeah, yeah. and you learn out from part five. Yeah, it it did. And oh. then the thing is, is that like the as I said, that the final battles of battle over the arrow, the main protagonist and antagonist don't really fight. That's ah. the thing. It's like once once the main protagonist or gets the air, once Giorno Giovanna, <laughs> <laughs> I should say. I actually, Giorno. while we were on break, um, I actually saw the spelling of his name. Still not going to be able to pronounce it. <laughs> so once Giorno Giovanna. Once he got the arrow, it's like he pierces his stand with the arrow, and that's it. He punches the villain, and the fight's done. That's how he wins. Ah. And it was very anticlimactic to me because, like, especially after watching the anime, I was anticipating like a huge battle because they. Uh, I'm just gonna gush over this. The way they portrayed the main villain of Part Five, it was fantastic in the anime because, like, you have those villains who are like all boisterous and charismatic. This man, mm-hmm. it's like he doesn't need. To be loud, to mm-hmm. be threatening. It's just his presence. His mysterious. Mm-hmm. His mysterious presence, his theme mm-hmm. song, his voice, his stand even. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's incredibly scary. And his stand is super powerful. I'm just going to say that the reason they needed the arrow to evolve Jorno's stand to beat this man is because uh, the main villain had the power to erase time, basically. Oh, no. I don't want to go into a whole explanation thing because it's yeah, going to take like 20 fucking, minutes. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> no, because it just works. We've yeah. seen the memes. It just but, works. But um, uh, it it's as powerful as you'd think that sounds. So okay. in order to beat that, Jornal literally needed a power up to beat. To That's a bit of an ass pulling then, right? It is in my opinion. Like, I love part five to death. Like, the reason I love part... F- oh, let me just... I guess I could go into why I love part five so much. I love part five so much because the thing about Jojo before that is that it was a very villain of the week show. Or manga. It's like mm-hmm. the villain, like you have your main villain, but anybody outside of that, you fight them once and they're gone. Mm-hmm. But the thing about part five is that, especially in the first half, it establishes its minor villains as a, uh, how do I say, as characters. So um, uh, basically, at the beginning of part five, the the goal of Giorno and his, uh, so Giorno will join the Italian mafia to get to the boss and basically over, overthrow him. Mm-hmm. So when Giorno joins the Mafia, he's with his group, and the uh, leader of the group's Bruno's, Bruno Bucciolati. And I'll just call it Bruno's group. <laughs> yeah, these names, right? Italian. Oh my god. Yeah, wait, wait until you hear about Panacotta Fugo oh! and Leona Baccio. <laughs> uh... <laughs> By the way, these are uh, d- Italian dishes. 
<laughs> Anyways, so Jarno joins Bruno's group, and Bruno's goal is to escort the boss's daughter to the boss safely. And um, uh, basically, there is another group in that mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Let's just call them the execution squad. Mm-hmm. And their goal is to get the boss's daughter so they can find out who the boss is because the boss is a very paranoid individual who wants to stay unknown. He doesn't want anybody to know who he is. <laughs> so the goal of the uh, the um, this rival squad is to get the boss's daughter so they can learn the boss's identity. Mm-hmm. And the thing about this group is that they were wronged by the boss. So previously, oh. they, um, uh, how do I say, they tried to figure out the boss's identity on their own. And in revenge, the boss literally kidnapped two of their men mm. and had them executed by chopping them to pieces. Mm. And what the boss did was put the pieces of uh, one of those guys into basically frames that they sent to the squad one by one. Mm. And, um, uh, and that was the boss's way of saying, don't fuck with me. Oh... And wow. then um, uh, and then the other guy who was kidnapped was forced to watch this, and he basically committed suicide by choking himself on his own gag because he didn't want to suffer the same fate. Ah! Uh, and so uh, we have this group who wants revenge on the boss for committing this see, act to it, them. I like this already. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's not it doesn't establish like a lot of times you know in the now it's starting to be better, but before you know like the shonen genre is like. You have simple villain. They're bad because they're bad. Right. But here we have this mafia lord who's fucking up his own men. Yeah. And now you kind of like, you kind of get it. Yeah. Right. And so now they want to learn the boss's identity so they can have revenge. So they can be the, they can kill the boss, take over the mafia, and avenge their comrades. And the other thing is, is that this group, mm-hmm. this is who Jarno's people are fighting. They're fighting this group oh, of people who want to avenge their boss. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that no. like... But they're a self-righteous group, though. Yeah, they are a weird. very self-righteous group. I kind of like it, though. Like, sometimes it's kind of in certain... I feel like I find in anime that I enjoy a lot is I find it hard who to root for. You know? No, you can root for the uh, Passione. Yeah, they're, they're both no, no. Passione. Oh, but his yeah. was only... No, but that's the <laughs> thing, though. Isn't it's that the like... No, no, no. It's not that you can't or can. It's just you find it difficult which side to to, to root for. Right, it's you like know, when I you start thinking about of, the different sides. Yeah, it's like, like it's like I, you're the good guys, but it's like you guys, uh, you guys kind of have a good reason to do this too. Yeah, <laughs> see, you kind of like. Don't yeah, I don't think you'll find that problem in part five because like it's not though, a problem. Oh, you don't like a problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like I like it because it's hard. Are you to talking root about for. from the villain side point? Yeah, like you know, okay, you will have your protagonist and you have your antagonist, right? Yeah. But, like, I I find the anime that I really enjoy a lot of times is because, in the end, I, I find it hard, like, who to root for. Right. You know, it's, like, because I can see, like, why on both sides. Like, the point of both sides. Well, yeah. No, I, I, I like that kind of anime, you know, and uh, it sounded, like, kind of... Yeah, of course, you know, the, the, the mafia bad guys sound like they're bad. Yeah. You know? They're just because they're antagonists doesn't mean it doesn't always mean that they're bad, right? It means mm-hmm. that they're on the opposite side of the protagonist. But look, in this case, yeah, they're bad too. It's not right. That they're they're, not. I will but s- ever, but however, the the conflict, the reason why they're butting heads with the 
protagonists sound like they're kind of justifiable in certain sense. They are justified, but I'll say that like the way that the that the rival group is portrayed is like they are still portrayed as villains, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now I wanted to add to that, like it is like okay, I get it. They want to get revenge for their two fallen comrade, right? It's like yeah, you know, like they want to get rid of the boss because their boss hurts someone dear to them, right? But the way they go about it is like. Okay, it's not just about trying to get the daughter anymore. They're also getting other people involved in the okay. crossfire. And at the same time, they don't care, which is why I can't really root for them, really. Like, at a certain point, I see what you want to achieve. But at the same time, it's like, hey, there's these innocent group of people who aren't stand users who are in the middle of it getting killed. It's like, eh. Okay. As I'm reminded, like, oh, you still are the bad guys, you know? Okay. Again, like I was just going off from what Ethan was talking about, yeah. so I didn't know. And I want to also, but like that, you know, it, it does sound like they, for that particular reason, they do have yeah. like a I also want to add legit to this too, why um, with Bruno's uh, squad is like it's weird to think that they are part of the mafia, but at the same time, it's like Bruno does what, the best he can to not go into the dark influence. You know, mm-hmm. where like I don't want no one to sell drugs in my community. Uh, I'll get I'll work in certain service. You know, uh, if you want me to go for revenge, I can't just kill somebody unless like you know I know for sure that they have done wrong. You know, mm-hmm. and that you already went through the uh, necessary steps. Like you know, it's like that weird romanticization where like it's like the Yakuza series, right? Where the, mm-hmm. the video game series, like, oh, you have these main characters who are Yakuza, right? And they're like kind of self-moral and righteous, but at the same time, it's like that's just a romanticization of it, you know? If you were actually in the group, it's like you're gonna get your hands dirty and you're not gonna be like that stoic hero in this villainous like occupation, you know? Okay. So it's just kind of weird seeing them in that light. Not to say it's bad, it's just kind of weird seeing like Bruno part of mafia but somehow not be acting like he's part of mafia i mean the thing about bruno is that you do see him like doing some dirty shit like when it's when it flashes back to the events before yeah the actual because there are flashbacks before the events mm-hmm. of the story where you do see him kind of dabbling in that dirtiness like he like uh when they had to uh how do you say when they had to get interrogate the sculptor bruno was like oh break his legs or something i'll get up to talk yeah like you do see him dip into that occasionally though yeah. but i think for the purposes of the story araki did want to focus on bruno being a good guy yeah yeah it, it kind of reminds me like those uh mafia movies where like they want to have like the character not seem like too much evil like uh like the godfather for example right like the main uh people who run the family aren't that like they're bad only to people that they want to treat bad but to people that they seem deem innocent, they don't really want to like harm them or get them involved in any ways. And with the case of the sculptors, like they're already on the pretense that this guy possibly murdered someone, and that he also has stand ability, so they have to keep precaution them. Right. But overall, I don't see him like doing anything too devious or evil. That they like, even if they're forced to, which I'm finding funny that I don't know why no one like asks them to do certain things. Like they're not a hit squad, but still, it's like I'm just kind of finding like, how do you? make money or how do you work in this profession also avoiding the people on top telling you to do certain things you know because I mean, uh what's his name the fat guy in the prison Popol Popol yeah with Black Sabbath it's like you'd think he would order him to do some dubious things but it feels like Bruno finds a way to you know mitigate around it's like oh, I'll, I'll try to accomplish this without getting innocent people involved I mean dude how he met Giorno Oh yeah, he he he, dude. Okay, so Bruno's the, the main, uh, the secondary pro- uh, protagonist. Mm-hmm. So how this man literally meets Giorno is that he meets this fifteen-year-old high schooler on a bus, 
and then starts interrogating. Oh, he starts asking shoot, him. I forgot that Giorno. Giorno. Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> Giorno. Just say Giorno. Is fifteen, right? Yeah, he doesn't okay. look fifteen, but he's fifteen. Almost okay. <laughs> all of JoJo. Yeah, the characters look like. But no, age. it's like the, going off like how Butchlight can be villainous. I do agree that Araki could have shown him doing more devious things because he is part of the mafia. I'm not saying that's a complaint. I'm just saying it's like it's so weird to see that he's part of that group. Right, no, that's he's fair. Somehow he'll avoid all that. I mean, he finds a way. But he did. <laughs> what I was saying is that he like he does show kind of a somewhat villainous side because when he first meets Giorno, he think about this. Like this man walks up to a 15 year old kid. Starts interrogating him and starts beating him up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's basically oh, it. <laughs> yeah. It's. I think you know, coming off from what Bay was saying, you know, it's weird to see you know people in the kind of underworld business, right? Right. And like remain not completely dirty, right? Right. Well, yeah. metaphorically, of course. The thing is, is that I feel like. None of you are in the mafia, right? 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 I don't think so. Mm. I need to check. You never know. <laughs> but like, I think I, yeah, it is. I don't know. I think we don't know enough about that world to kind of right. make that assumption that hey, no one can keep their hands clean. And you did mention that Bruno have flashbacks that seem to show he's done some dirty. Like, Exon has a little dirty. Like, he dipped his finger in the mud, is basically what I'm going to say. And, like, it's like... And also, I feel like this is... Okay, I could be wrong, so wrong, because, again, know nothing about Jojo, right? But, like, who knows? Like, maybe he doesn't want to be in this world in the first place. Like, this kind of, you know? Like, he he, he didn't see it, really, as a choice. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he might find, like, a way to avoid it, you know. Not everybody who's in a gang or whatever want to be, you know. Yeah, right. He so, sees it as an answer means. I would guess like he has he joins it for a purpose. Like, oh, I can achieve something if I'm with this group, you know. And that's yeah. why I think that's why he wanted to recruit Giovanni, is because Giorno. Gi- <laughs> Sorry, Giovanni. You called him like Pokemon. five different things. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon. I literally am thinking of Pokemon too. Thanks a lot. You mentioned Pokemon, and I think of him now. And the pizza. I'm thinking about both. Jordan. But anyways, DiGiorno, fucking A, I'm gonna say it all. <laughs> He's gonna tilt him. Uh, this is like he sees like he wants to join the gang too because he wa- he has a goal to accomplish and he sees it as a means to. You know. I would say you know, in a way. Because this Bruno guy is in the mafia, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he is Giorno's superior. The thing is, I feel like he is, he's gotten his hands dirty because, you know, I'm sure he knows that his subordinates, whatever, would go out and do shit, right? And right. he can't stop it. So I feel like that's also his sin, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's he's done it. Like, it's not like he has stopped other... Has he stopped other people from doing it? Like, has he able to stop it all the time? Kind of doubt it. I mean, the thing about Bruno is that he lets Giorno join the gang because he actually realized that Giorno has a righteous cause to change the gang. Okay. Yeah. And, like, the way they portray Bruno is that he is a father to his men. Like, he Mm -hmm. treats his men like a family. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a cutback of how each uh, member joined... Mm-hmm. And they always, he always gets them at their lowest point and, like, you know, 
Oh, it's like their salvation, you know. Like Bruno gives him a home. He sounds like a very interesting character. You'd enjoy him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. we did get into what Ethan's favorite part is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? What about yours, Bay? I have one favorite moment from part two, and in terms of my favorite part, would be part four. But in terms of my favorite moment in part two, you know, it's a you would call it a Death Ex Machina thing, right? Where like the pierced arrow, bam! I get this thing that can help us triumph over, uh, you know, yeah, fucking a. But yeah, no. In part two, there's a Death Ex Machina situation where um, you have Joseph fighting the main villain, who is Cars, like, and Cars achieve perfection. He's the ultimate vampire. Wait. Is that the one you were watching? Yep, that's the one I showed you. The one where like goes up to the space. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I had no context of what was going on, but he was watching the end fight, and like I just don't know what the heck. Okay, so I'm gonna fill in the context right now. But basically, the whole premise was like, okay, uh, Cars is like the uh, resurrected like Omega vampire. And he wanted to get this stone that would um, basically make him an ultimate being, which means it will also eliminate his weakness against the sun, aside from other things. And sh- long story short, he achieved that. And uh, Joseph was trying to fight and beat cars, but like he was having a hard time because he achieved his ultimate form, so he couldn't kill him. So he was resigned to like give, like almost give up and like, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna die. And then suddenly, as uh, Karsh was about to finally strike him at his final moments, he put his hand up in defense, and he had like the the stone that was that helped Karsh achieve his perfect form, mm-hmm. and it channeled uh, his energy and shot it into the ground. They were fighting in a volcano, by the way. Yeah. And then you saw the then you saw the scene they were up in the stratosphere, and yeah. it's like he was trying to escape. Uh, Karsh was trying to escape, and then like you got Strahheim, this Nazi guy, helping Joseph. There's a whole thing about that. Um, <laughs> like, like, oh, I got to get out of here. Like, then, um, like, both of them team up, shot him deeper into space. And as Cars were trying to get back, uh, he, you know, he has this ability where he can constantly evolve his body into certain things. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that X-Men character. Fucking, I forgot that his name. Remember the movie First Class? Kind of. You know that one... Uh, you remember first class the movie yeah but what, what character are you it was that about? one that had the ability to evolve at any scenario and he fucking died so quickly oh, that's probably, probably why we don't remember, remember him <laughs> yeah no he literally <laughs> he has a cool ability and then he gets killed by like the main bad guy of that movie real quick and his ability is like he's able to adapt his body like he goes underwater he gets kills if he uh, goes into uh, certain areas he can, his body just evolves and adapts like he gets scale he gets hardened or any of that you shit you sure it's first class I don't remember I don't remember that, that at all yeah. it's, it's the one where like the backstory of Magneto and uh and uh yeah that's first class but I don't yeah, remember this character like... cause he died <laughs> real quickly <laughs> that's probably why we don't remember it what <laughs> yeah no Okay. I mean, if you want, you can look it up. But anyways, but go back to cars. Yeah, he his ability is like okay. He can he can literally turn his body into anything he suits him. He mm-hmm. can grow wings if he wants. He can grow gills. He can grow a shell to survive like mm-hmm. lava. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he's the ultimate life form. He can just adapt and evolve into any situation. Mm-hmm. But when he was shot up into Kinda space, like ditto. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking ditto. <laughs> but when he was shot up into the stratosphere, he was trying to fly down, but um. Joseph, with the help of uh, Straheim, 
was able to launch him further up into the stratosphere, up into space, to the point where his evolution couldn't keep up with, like, you know, the zero atmosphere and the coldness of space. So he was trying to evolve, but he couldn't find his way to go back down to Earth. Mm-hmm. So he ended up drifting to space to the point where, like, oh, I'm just going to give up on life and just be empty, you know? And Joseph was like, man, he he did, like, the most, like, bullshit trolley thing where he told him, like, yeah, I planned this shit all along, you fuck. And it's like, no, I didn't. I just say that to piss them off. <laughs> I love that moment. I just, like, I always remember, like, wow, this is this is such an ass pull of a mo Like, you know, you couldn't... It's just random, right? You mm-hmm. couldn't have won if you didn't have the, uh, the stone with him and if you didn't try to hit him in that one spot. But that was just, like, that little touch of him telling him, yeah, I planned this shit all along, you fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, I actually didn't. Like, I can forgive that. And mm-hmm. I can forgive it for the tone part two was mm-hmm. and how joseph characters is mm-hmm. so in terms of the death sex i feel gonna, like I it sounded that. to me like um joseph is the driving force of part two yeah like, he I feel is. Like yeah he without is. him part two would have been yeah no, be okay. definitely. <laughs> part, yeah he's the one that carries and makes part two great for me okay yeah but your favorite part though is part, part four yeah out of the five part four mm-hmm. is my favorite Mm-hmm. And just because of like, um, I just like again, I love downtime moments of the, uh, the that part. And... and I mean, it's interesting that it, the main villain is a serial killer. Yeah, it is. And it's like, okay, this is gonna sound weird, but because only based on what I've seen, you kind of here and there, mm-hmm. um, showed here at my house, um, it feel almost like a small town. It is a small like, town. You know, um, kind of murder mystery. Yep. It but is with the stands. bizarreness of JoJo. And with, you know, neon color <laughs> animation that hurt my eyes. Yeah, you get used to it. But, um, I mean, I do admit that's why, you know, earlier um, in the non-spoiler section I was saying, you know, I feel like part four and five is probably the one to kind of easily digest for me right mm-hmm. now. Like yeah. with, you know who I am right now as an anime fan. Yeah. Versus, you know, having seen that, you know, shot up into space and just sees all thinking. Sees, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like, yeah, it's got cool moments. Of course, you know, like, a lot of shown in anime do have cool moments, but it's the, the rest that's kind of going to be kind of... I don't want to say this because I haven't seen it, so it's going to be, you know, kind of based on just pure assumption but it does sound to me like one two and even three drag in my opinion they do i'd say they do. i have a problem with you know dragging and kind of like right if like... i were to say if you have to actually go about it i would say just read one and three of the like one two and three mm-hmm. just so you can easily get through it and then you can start watching from four and five to be more digestible. Right. Like, the thing about parts four and f- parts four and onward is that's actually where Araki starts coming of his own in terms of being a writer. Okay. Because that's where you start seeing things like a consistent theme throughout the story. Part four is like, everybody wants to live their life. Except Even when Meow Meow showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part five is part five is literally fate. Like, in part five, all of the characters had a shit life up until they joined the Mafia. Okay. And then they're even though they don't like what they're doing, they are fighting against the force that is fate to get done what they believe is right. Okay. Whereas in parts one, two, three, I can't say that. You know they kind of lose. In fate, fate wins. 
Fate does win, but they still make the best of it. Yeah. It's like no matter... The thing about part five is that even if you know you're going to die, no matter what, you're still dying for something you believed in. Yeah, Giorno was the wild card in there because like, he didn't... He wasn't there when the Rolling Stone came. No, he wasn't. Yeah, so that was a lucky, like, yeah, you didn't come in that part. <sighs> but, like, a lot of times I feel like luck is part of it. Luck is part of being a protagonist. <laughs> yeah, it is. You yeah. have unlimited luck. Yeah. <laughs> Plot armor. No, like, um, out of all the JoJo's who do ass pulls, I think Jorno comes in second. Like, Joseph is definitely first, but Jorno definitely comes in second in terms of ass pulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with Joseph, it's just entertaining. Yeah, Joseph's entertaining. Jono's like pretentious fuck. Yeah. Again, I will repeat, base just assumption. Um, I like the demeanor of Totaro the most. Um, oh, the delinquents, like mm-hmm. you know, just like mm-hmm. oh fuck off, or anytime girls are fan, like oh that's Jotaro, like oh, fuck off, you bitch. I like that kind of demeanor. Dude, I, I'm weak against that kind of demeanor. Dude, what's funny about Jotaro? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you like it when they treat you badly? <laughs> <laughs> no! Because that's what he does. Dude, Jotaro's no. mom literally like treats him kindly and he just responds by like, you bitch. <laughs> oh, then no. No, but like... Even though he actually really loves his like, mother. He loves her. He just calls her a bitch. Yeah. I don't, oh. did he he well, treats her wrong. Yeah. I don't know if he actually called her a bitch. No, he does. I did? Yeah, he does. Oh. But he still loves her. Yeah. To go all the way to Egypt to save her. The, th- the funny thing about Jotaro is that when I watched part three... I was like, who is gen- who is this generic, typical badass guy? And then when they got into part four, they turned his badassness into him being socially inept. So when he doesn't want to talk to people, he just yells at them and they go away. Oh. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. as rude when he got to part four. I mean, yeah. he, because he's older too, though, right? Yeah. He's older and wiser, but like he still has that rough around the edges badass, but they also juxtapose him. That's the him. word, rough around the edges. Yeah. I kind of like that type of character. And he should have, I think during that time, she, he should have a kid during that time. He should. The but game, they, I think, implies that, too. Yeah, the but they do juxtapose him with being in a small town, like this badass who went on this badass journey. I don't know if this is going to be a spoiler hmm? for, like, spoiler section. <laughs> spoilers among spoilers. But I kind of know that it. I think Jolene is mm-hmm. his daughter, right? Jolene yeah. is his daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of... I they know have a that. rough relationship. And, yeah. I feel like the mother is also some random woman. These jokes. It is a random woman. Yeah, you see a picture of her, but like, uh, yeah, he's not really great with women. It's more like he's like, oh, I like dolphins. Right, but what I will say about Jolene, though. <laughs> Wait, he just dropped, <laughs> I like dolphins. Uh, because he his dream is to become a marine biologist and became Aww. a marine biologist. I, like I don't know that. where that came from. I don't know why he chose marine biologist, but he's hey. a marine biologist. <laughs> Dolphins are amazing, even saying, though they're assholes. No, they're fucking horrible. <laughs> they died in the Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> Anyways, uh, like, the thing about Jolene, though, is that, like, so I've just started reading Part 6. I'm not very far. Um, in all honesty, Part 6 is kind of a drag for me. It's a prison drama. Oh. Yeah, so Jolene gets sent to prison. Um, oh. But the thing about Jolene is that she does have daddy issues, because while his dad... Oh, not his. Her dad is um uh, is is like known among the stand users as like this badass who beats up all the bad guys. Um uh, because he's been doing that, he hasn't been there to raise Jolene, mm-hmm. and so she actually there's actually a point of contention between them because she believes like he hasn't been there for her. And you know and more they, about this. Yeah, they did divorce too. Like, uh, 
Oh, Jotaro. wait, so they actually married, though? Yeah, Jotaro married some woman, and they had I, Jolene, and then, like, they got... They, I kind of thought, like, it's all one of those one-night stands. Oh, no. like, every, every JoJo? <laughs> no, he actually yeah. tried to have a marriage, and then, like, with the whole span speed. Is, isn't Jonathan the only one who kind of have a healthy relationship with that girl, the blonde? Yes, Jonathan had a healthy relationship. Jotaro Until he died. Well, Jotaro didn't cheat on anybody, but he- he's not a good dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but like I think yeah. And Joseph got around. Yeah. Um, Joseph. Jorno, we know Joseph. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Jorno. Well, since this is a spoiler section, I can tell you about Jorno. Jorno is Dio's son. Oh boy. <laughs> Dio slash Jonathan's son. Dio slash Jonathan's son. Oh boy. You wanna know that? <laughs> Okay. How does that work? Okay, so wait. In my head try. right now, it's just like all these yaoi moments. Oh, don't worry. The <laughs> fandom got you covered. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so in part one, like Jonathan thought he killed Dio, but what ended up happening is that his head was still preserved, and his head was alive and still talking. Like in, in seeing a Futurama with the talking heads, so he was still talking and he was still active, and he had one of his minions try to sneak in on aboard a ship that uh, Jonathan and his wife was in. And, um, you know, he, at that point, Okay, he, you know, before you continue, I have the creepiest <laughs> image of what went down <laughs> with that head. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, I okay. am. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, uh, please destroy Gu- that. <laughs> that's, that's called Guru. Okay, but anyways. Please destroy uh, that in my head. Okay, please. it's in a jar. It's not like he, they're dangling ahead and doing weird stuff. It's in a jar, so nothing's touching anything. The jar's in the way. Okay. And then Dio's head basically used what are his laser eyes. It's actually like pressurized fluid, but he's what are basically laser eyes okay, too. Okay, don't use too. the word fluid. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's what Cyclops using. He just shoots fluid. Yeah, he shoots eyes. lasers at Jonathan, and it actually ends up mortally wounding Jonathan, like fatally wounding him. As mm-hmm. the ship is about is being destroyed. By yeah, the, way. Mm-hmm. the ship is getting destroyed. Okay. And um, uh, so basically, what we can infer is that um, uh, Dio, after Jonathan passed away, separated, jo- cut off Jonathan's head, and claimed his body for his own. So that's why in part three, he is using Jonathan's body as his own body. So it's Dio's head on Jonathan's body. That's doing the deed with the wife. Yes, doing yeah. We, um, so it's still Dio. It's all is his brain, but he has Jonathan's body. So, so the wife didn't know? No, but there, this, he, uh, Dio did it with a random woman. His wife is like off. She's safe. She got oh, off the boat so before. It's not the yeah. wife. No, no, it's no, not Jonathan's it's wife. John, okay. uh, Jonathan's wife was already pregnant with j- just Jonathan, you know? Mm. Um, so, but now, like, Dio gets around. You know, he's a real ladies' man. <laughs> uh, so it's not like he, he slept with. Uh, other women too, but like he slept with this one woman in I think Italy. Day was left, and then no, she she was, was it Japanese. Oh, she was. She, oh yeah, yeah. He, here, Jorno's half Japanese. So the yeah. thing is, is that so Dio? Oh, wait, wait, Dio is <laughs> explaining the oh, Joe Star bloodline's gonna kill when me. When you tell me part one is like England, yeah, yeah. But so Dio is sort of you go because because right? he was yeah he was and then it's um the mother the woman he had business with. Yeah, I mean we're Japanese, all up here. We, she had but sex somehow he fucked. Um, Giorno Giovanna is Italian <laughs> name. He he's he's half <laughs> whatever Dio is and half Japanese, and they moved to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized how stupid that's. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's great. Yeah, I keep forgetting that he yeah, had black so, hair. Yeah, so Dio basically, Dio using Janna's body just had a one night stand with a woman and then he left. So that's right. it. He, yeah. he left to do part three stuff. Mm-hmm. But this Japanese woman was left alone with baby Jarno. Mm-hmm. In Italy. Yeah, in Italy. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that, that, how's that, yeah, that's how that goes. Like, I know she lives in Italy, but she's still Japanese, right? Yeah, and she Dio, was in Japan. They moved. And, and Dio is like England, English, whatever, Britain. Yeah, so he's a... Uh, but they still decided to name their son Italian. Yes. Just because they live in Italy. Because <laughs> he was born in Italy? Yeah, but yes. still, I, I I mean... Actually, I don't think he was born in Italy. No, his original name... Okay, no, okay, that's even weirder. If he's not born in Italy... No, okay, so he, <laughs> he was yeah, no. born in Japan under Haruno Shobana. And then when they moved to Italy and he started adopting his gangstar persona, that's when he turned to Giorno Giovanna. Okay. This, okay. Is why we have, this is why I have you in here because I can't remember part five. Yeah, no, the, the lore is very deep with JoJo. Mm, Especially uh, Giorno Giovanna. I want to talk about breakdown of part five, man. Hey, yeah, we got a guy here. No, dude, I am I am the guy that spent some time watching analysis videos on part five oh, after dude, it not, was done. For me, not part five, but yeah. analysis videos. No, like, I'm the weird guy who like looks looks at like analysis videos of like the anime and video games he plays after I finish playing them, so I get like all the metaphors and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, no, Jordan. Now. Jordan. Be Jordan or Jordan. I'm gonna call him DG. DG. Actually, I'm in bed. DG cells. DJ. <laughs> but yeah, shit. That was like so. He's uh, he's technically can he can be both Jonathan and Dio's son at the same time. Oh. Yeah. So the the special thing about Jorno is that he demonstrates personality traits about both Jonathan and Dio. Oh. So he has the politeness of Jonathan, you know, like polite British man. Uh-huh. But he has the ruthlessness and charisma. He has the ru- not charisma. Well, he has charisma. charisma. Uh, yeah, he has the charisma. Tool. He has the ruthlessness and charisma of Dio. Yeah, uh-huh. and his uh, yeah. iconic uh, battle cry. Oh yeah, yeah. He does. So you know how uh, when Dio does his punchy thing, he says "muda muda muda." Oh, I did not know that. Well, when Dio does his punchy thing, he says "muda muda muda." Now I know. Okay. So yeah. so. Typically, a jo uh, a JoJo will say "ora ora ora," oh. but Jorno G- says "muda muda muda," just like his daddy. Oh, yeah. interesting! I can't believe we're spending thirty minutes literally explaining the heritage of Jorno Giovanna. It has to be said. Jorno Giovanna. No, it's like that. El- it's that elephant in the room. Yeah, I know this is deviating from a bit, but like I'm watching Doctor Stone in a moment, and like they're at that. This is gonna be a spoiler for Doctor Stone, but it's like okay, the village that Seku's in. It's like a descendant of the his uh, human race a thousand years before they uh, petrified, and it's like his dad was part of this astronaut group that landed on to back to Earth to yeah. restart civilization, and they only had like, let's see, I think they had six people, three girls, three guys, and they have to help start kickstart civilization, mm-hmm. and Seku was like, I don't know why he didn't realize get this. on like rabbits people, yeah, but that's the thing, like that means. If that's the, there's only six people to start civilization, and at least I think two of them died. So when they had Incest. kids, yes. And now suddenly you have a village of people who are like, wait, they all are just fucking inbred. <laughs> they never bring that up, but it's like I looked at, it, I was like, this is an elephant room. Why is no one talking about this? <laughs> well, they don't look, they don't seem or look like they're inbred. They somehow are able to like not suffer a consequence. No, but you say it's a thousand years ago, right? So maybe yeah. the. The thickness of blood has been diluted. What in the world are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works. But I think in the beginning, in the early start, you do have a lot of that shit. 
Yeah. But that's the elephant in the room. And this is an elephant in the room, too. It's like, okay, we got to address hey, who's... if the Bible is to be believed, these <laughs> Yeah, we're all... We're, we're all human. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Like, how they're all... Mm-hmm. We're all Joe stars I'm in a, the JoJo I'm world. A, we're just... We're the death Yeah, but, you know, we're not, you know, Might DL's go. head on Jonathan's body with yeah. a random woman. Yeah. <laughs> Who was born as Haruno Shobana. And then when they moved to Italy, he becomes Jono Giovanna. Giorno. <laughs> Okay, it makes more sense. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just the whole joy. No, don't thing. worry. I mean, the, <laughs> the so thing great. is, though, it's like it's this absurdity that gets people talking about JoJo and why they love it so much. It's like the thing about like other anime is that like the other anime are good, but then like a lot of them try to follow a set of rules. Play it safe. Yeah, they play it safe. Whereas yeah. JoJo, like Araki and JoJo, like he's not scared to do weird shit. Like, it, it just kind of happens. Make it work. No, the thing is that I feel like. Um, there are stories like that, but they're not told, like, or they're not adapted into anime. I mean, this is, but like, okay, JoJo, you guys still consider it shonen, right? Uh, I think it's tipped over to seinen a little bit. Well, it was it used opinion. to be published in Shonen Jump, and then like partway through part seven, it moved to like seinen Jump or whatever the seinen version of it, like Ultra Jump. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like about right. Like, it used to be published in Shonen Jump, but then it moved over to uh, Ultra so, Jump. So, you know, I feel like Seinen can get crazier than Shonen. Oh, it definitely yeah, is. Yeah, because it's not restricted to like, oh, well, we can't show this to the kids. Yeah. And then it's like, well, we can show this to the kids. So, I feel like that's, you know, what happened. You know, it, they're no longer restricted. Yeah, right. And, like, another thing is that, like, the way... Ar- so, I'm sure you guys know, you guys have seen JoJo memes everywhere. Mm. Like, the thing about what Araki does is that the way he tells his stories is that, like, it's a serious story. And then, like, the character just does, like, a weird thing. And then he keeps telling little, the story. A little quirk to them. I mean, the thing is, okay, but, like, I've got to admit, though... Sorry, I burp again. I burp in every no one episode, heard people. That. No, I want people to know. It's fine. Thing is, like, I feel like, yeah, JoJo is, you know, popular and all. But Mm. because it is kind of very, I wouldn't say the word niche. Hell no. It's not niche anymore. um, (laughs) It was, but not anymore, yeah. It's still not out there, out there as, you know, like, shonen. You know, like Demon Slayer somehow just blew up. I mean, it's great, but, you know. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. You know, Jojo, I feel like Jojo or even my favorite, like Hunter x Hunter. Yeah. Hasn't get that kind of recognition. You right. Know? I feel like a lot of that is also like, there. there is still a wall to the art style. Like, um, uh, it isn't. Um, I'm being an example. Yeah. Right. Like, there's still a wall to the art style. Yeah. And the thing is, like, once you get used to seeing that art style, that's where... I feel like it's because it. it's. I wouldn't. It's raining pretty hard, people. Oh so you might you might hear it. Thing is, I don't know if it's age kind of thing. It's like when you grow older, then you kind of like things more mature. Like you become more. Which is like JoJo, you know. When you're younger, you're. Which is I feel like people who start anime are in their teens. Yeah. You know, and te- like. Hey, when we're older, we're still watching those shonen stuff. We might not love it as much, but we still watch it, right? And then, but, like, the teens, they kind of come in and they go in with, like, Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia. So those are, the like, the ones that get more attention, 
because mm-hmm. it's from both teen and adults, you know? Like, but then, like, for JoJo or um, Berserk or, you know, you kind of have to wait until you're kind of older so to get, you know... I want to say, like, in, in, in regards to, like, how it became a phenomenon and just a big popularity, I would say that way before the anime was adapted, like, there was already a big fan following, at least in Japan, when people were reading the manga, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, before, like, they had a video game, and they had, like, they tried to attempt an OVA in the 90s. No. No, you, you yeah, finished. No, no, I'm trying to find it's like, it's like, and then it became pop, when it's getting animated, well, you know, people in Japan love it because they were reading it, it's like, they, you know, they want to love, they want to afford the series. When I say it became popular in the West, however, I would say when part two in the head, like when people started realizing it, you know, and people are like, I think it's also a fact too, like you see like, why are these people so excited? Like, you know, all these Japanese people so excited for Jojo? Because I remember the story where you told me your friend, Ethan, went to Japan and all the Japanese people were trying to recommend him an anime and they said Jojo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I would think that, I think I believe that Jojo was already popular way before the anime was a thing. And then when it became such a, like, you know, animated, like, they were, like, all buzz online or whatever. And then people in America, when they saw so Jojo, was like, Wait, why are they so interested? Well, let me look at it. And they look at it, and it becomes a gateway. We're saying, like, oh, man, they're doing some crazy-ass shit in there, man. I think another big part is the proliferation of meme culture because, mm-hmm. like, JoJo is fodder for memes. Because the thing is, like, when you see these memes floating around, like, especially in the anime subreddits or whatever, it's like, oh, there's a JoJo reference. And somebody be like, what is this JoJo thing people yeah. keep making memes of? And then they decide to get into it. It's like, they come for the meme. I guess a good way I can say is that people come for the memes, they stay for the story. Yeah, That's the thing, like, don't get me wrong. It is big. I'm not denying it. But... The thing is, I wish it's bigger than it is. Because right. when you see Sword Art or Demon Slayer, Mokuno Hero Academia, those are... I'm not denying that... Hey, Sword Art aside. I'm not denying they have pretty good stories, right? Yeah. The thing is that Jojo has, I feel, listening from both of you, they have better story, right? Jojo, like the parts, some parts more than others. But it's still not getting as big as recognition as those anime. Right, and I kind of feel like this goes back to the visuals because those uh, those uh, anime you mentioned, like Sword Art Online, Demon Slayer, all of that. Like when you look at their art styles, they have a very clean and like typical facial structure. Clean facial like, structure. Okay, Naruto or One Piece. Like, when those are around, JoJo is around. Yeah, you know right. why is it not considered? And hey, you said um, JoJo was in the. Shonen Jump before it moved to it the... was but like so it's like why is it not part of the big three you know I feel like it should have been again that I, th- I personally feel like that goes a lot back to visual appeal because Araki's art style is um uh not not even just the colors but is just how the characters taste? are drawn it's an acquired taste definitely mm. especially with their outrageous outfits when you look at like say Kirito he's literally like a teenager in a black coat that's it mm. you look at Demon Slayer it's that kid with, with the facial the mark and then the I, I don't know what you call that Japanese piece of clothing, but he mm-hmm. has that. Naruto, he has his ninja outfit, hair, that's it. Jojo, you got Jorno Giovanna with this teddy <laughs> window. You have teddy window. You got the main bad guy in mm-hmm. part five who wears like fishnets and some shit. Mm-hmm. He's like all lanky and his pink hair with polka dots in it. Like that stuff is like, I guess it's a bit more difficult for the average I, anime viewer I'd to say, digest. Like, the reason it's like, okay, I feel, this is like me personally, because yeah, I have encountered like 
dojo memes and you know like people talking about dojo right yeah the thing is that i would say if you were to break it down to like percentage um 100 of anime fan right i would say like hey 80 percent would be onto those you know big anime right mm-hmm. but like i feel like for jojo it's like 60 percent you know what I mean? Instead of JoJo should have received so, like 90. So what I'm trying to get at is you're, mm. I, I, I want to see if you're, well, I'm interpreting what you're saying. is like there will be fans that are like, oh, I like Demon's Air and My Hero, but also like JoJo. Mm-hmm. But in terms of priority, they'll be like, they'll make more videos about My Hero or Demon Slayer than they do about JoJo. Yeah, or, they, or also they actually like read or watch, you know, <laughs> My Hero. Like I think the issue right now, like not issue, but I feel like this is just kind of what I think is. You know, so those younger generation, they'll read uh, My Hero Academia and Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. but not Jojo, right? But um, the Jojo fan will do, like, will read or watch all. So that's why, you know, like, the like fan base for those is, like, higher. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I can see that. You know, I'm thinking of even... <laughs> What uh, you know, and uh, at UG, um, you know uh, the the kid, you know when you're explaining the uh, King Crimson to him. Yeah, it's like he got into JoJo, right? Yeah, I'm, I think he's just been into it. Yeah, and he likes it, right? Yeah. However, when it comes to like what he like shows off, he likes he'll buy merchandise for uh, my hero and all this stuff. But JoJo, I'm not saying it's not a proof or anything or validation, but like mm-hmm. you love at least this series enough to buy the merchandise and wear it. But, you know, I'm not saying you don't love JoJo, but, you know, you're not really showing the same uh, kind of incentive that you do with, like, you know. The yeah, I feel right. it's kind of like that. You yeah. know what I and mean? I th- yeah, it could be also an age thing, too. Or, like, you, you can still, I'm not saying that they, you still can't like it, but, yeah. you know. As far as what them getting exposed to. Right. And, like, like the priorities. Know? With the yeah. gro- With the growing up thing, it's like. So it's like we have a lot of young kids who are into My Hero Academia and all that. But the thing is, when they grow up, they might not always stay anime fans. That too, see? And that's the issue. Like, that's why I feel like a lot of these other anime, you know, it's like when people like recommend like anime to new people, I think people always kind of play safe. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Instead of saying Berserk, Jojo, Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Well, I mean, Fullmetal Alchemist Brother. I'm just mentioning names. I'm just flicking a lot more, but I'm just saying, you know, those kind of more. I wouldn't say grown up, but more Mature. complex storyline, mm-hmm. and you know, King of the Hill. they they Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just yeah. King of the Hill is the best anime. Yeah. Now they kind of get like not really be the first thing that people kind of like. Hey, you should watch this. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like. Again, for me, it's similar to, like... For me, I'm, like, definitely the case of art style, kind of putting that, that wall. Right. You know, like, because, hey, now that I hear you guys tell me about the story, i kind of like, hey, I'm intrigued. I'm interested, mm. you know? But, yeah, the art is what kind of deterred me at first. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, for me, it's kind of the same thing. So, Bay knows that I have a very basic bitch-ass taste when it comes to art styles and characters. Like, mm-hmm. the things I like are very generic. But you don't care about that. You just care about the story, don't you? I, I, I do. But, like, for me, it's like I'm, I'm visually attracted to just generic things. So mm-hmm. that's when, that's why I was like, I didn't get into JoJo right away when it first started airing. Mm-hmm. 
But after I decided to dig deeper into it because I wanted to get a, get to know a friend better, when I learned about the story, the character dynamics, how the parts progress, Araki's running style, that's when I stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And bam, all those figures. Yeah, let's not talk about the the JoJo collection in my house. <laughs> Don't worry, it's just part. Of, uh, it's just part of part. It's part of the part. Five like, there are people that have a lot more. In it. I'm sure. I only have so one. I I'm not sure I can get like as into it as you guys are mm-hmm. because again, my taste is kind of very different. Um, I probably like it from the sound of it, but like I know I'm not sure I'll yeah. be like as a devoted I, fan. Yeah, no, you know? I think I see what you mean. Like you, there's. JoJo still has a big fandom, and you can go to any convention and find plenty of JoJo fans. Mm-hmm. But you know, you find one who are really attached to it to a point they will fucking buy merchandise mm-hmm. figures and keep talking. By the about way, Bay is wearing JoJo's. I'm not t-shirt. trying to show it off or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like in terms of that, it's like okay, you can like JoJo, but how like. There are people who like My Hero and maybe like Demon Slayer. I can't keep bringing those damn two up because they're current Because right, right now, now it, it's them. Like, if we had been recording this about a few years ago, it'd probably be One, One Piece, Piece and Naruto. Naruto. I mean, isn't One Piece still kind of there, too? Yeah. yeah. But it's always going to be there. <laughs> it's never going away. Never this going is away. Like <laughs> a bit of a news thing, but apparently, according to um, a pretty credible source, Demon end. Slayer almost um, kind of oh, oversell. Topple. Yeah. One Piece this year. Really? Almost. Almost. But not really. I need to jump on that train then because Demon Slayer is that one anime that I keep hearing about. And like it actually like peaked in popularity when I was in the hospital. So it's like it's like <laughs> so when I was what so before I went to the hospital, it was like, okay, there's this anime called Demon Slayer. After I left the hospital, everyone's talking about Demon Slayer. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I mean yeah. for me. I've seen five episodes. I've yet to get back to it. The thing yeah. is, I know I will like it, but like I said, I think it's gonna. But would probably... you love it? Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what. Yeah, not... I think that's what separates certain people. I don't want to sound like, oh, well, you're not a real JoJo fan. It's just like it's just certain devotions. Cause like you'll find more people into like My Hero or Dragon Ball who would like get into like watching certain videos and buying actual merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know, and get someone in, they maybe get into JoJo and they like to watch it, but do they love it? You know, it's like, it's a sub-community within that community. I mean, fandom is the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, like, hoy, I've mentioned before, you all know, Hunter x Hunter is my favorite. However, I don't have a single Hunter x Hunter merchandise. You have the manga. Well, you know, that, I feel like that doesn't really count. I think And by the way, the manga I have is a Thai version, people. It still counts. Um, but, you know, it's... It's hard to say, like, I have a whole bunch of Akashi figures and yeah. all those, like, random merchandise that I do have. And yeah. Lugia. <laughs> I don't mention Lugia. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's not that... I don't know. It's just a different level of devotion. <laughs> I, I, I think it might also go into the thing where, um, uh, for JoJo, the part system mm-hmm. might also play a part in it because you're constantly changing your you're you're going to change your main character eventually whereas for all these other franchises that we've mentioned like the main character is constant the main cast is constant you're always stuck with those people that's yeah in a way that can be a double-edged sword it for is. jojo because yeah. again you know with the same protagonist or same sub um supporting secondary characters right if uh, like fans like those they'll stick with right right? but for jojo i feel like it is a breath of fresh air breath of fresh air whatever the thing is that but hey what if like i love 
um, Jonathan more than, you know, the rest. Like, I barely get to see him anymore. And he's dead, right? According to you. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. (laughs) You know? Or, like, if I, like, really enjoy Totaro, but then, hey, he he gets more episodes than other people. (laughs) Like, 50. But, you know... After that, he shows. I know he shows up, but it's like it's not really his story anymore. Yeah. So it's like either for JoJo, I feel like people stick around for art, um, for fights, like action, and for um, <clears throat> how to say it, like the story only, mm-hmm. right? But like, yeah, there are people who like people who's okay. People who stick with Naruto, I feel like it's not really story. It's like characters that kind of keep them coming back and like just the fighting. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I see what you mean. Because like with JoJo, it's like that's what I love about it. It's like it's always fresh. It's always new. Starting off with a new character and Mm -hmm. like new scenarios, new setting, new genre. Like just pace or theme. Uh, But I I never thought of it as a double-edged sword for me. And Mm -hmm. now you think about it, like it kind of separate from like, those typical people certain viewers who are like what watch a series and stick with certain like one character throughout the main mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah they might find one they like and they might watch another one See, and it's like oh well i'm not really thing. big in that part like that's the why i'm like oh i kind of want to go into part five and four but right. not really the rest yeah. for for jojo you know um i think that's because at the core, it's sometimes I watch like the stupidest story, but because I love the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm like the character driven kind of audience, you know? Like, so I feel like a lot of people are more story. That's why JoJo is doing well, you right. know? But there are weirdos like me. <laughs> so it, it's, it's interesting, you know? I mean, I mean, like, we have, we don't have to worry about JoJo. It's like part of, eight now and you mentioned nine somehow uh, so, i just i mean it as a joke you know, oh, the part okay. eight is still going on but there will be a part nine i'll be impressed if there's a part nine this man's been doing this for so freaking long he'll find a way he'll find a way uh, i wouldn't mind a futuristic setting like i said either or horror jojo hmm? imagine horror jojo the guy, part three was laying like that with horror inspiration but because part four, because neon background <laughs> made it less horrific <laughs> <laughs> oh man I think about one thing, like, we kind of haven't really dived into is... I mean, I know you you, you mentioned, like, oh, this is the part that you love. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is just to kind of satisfy my own curiosity. Who are your favorite characters? <laughs> oh, my God. The, like, utter silence. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm is saying... Is it because there's so many? Or is it because, there's... like, you just... Well... For me, is there so many? For me, I'm staying quiet because, like... I say, I I already talked about Jorno a lot, and the reason I like Jorno, the thing about me is that I'm usually not a fan of the big boisterous like look at how fun I am, mm-hmm. silly protagonist, which is like like I Joseph is fun, don't get me wrong, uh-huh. but like I feel like he just blends into a lot of goofy characters for me personally. Okay, and like I, I might as well say like my favorite character is Jorno Giovanna, <laughs> and that's not just because I get to say his name Gigi. again. It's not because I get to say his name again. The thing about Giorno is that, like, he plays a different role than typical protagonists in stories. Like, if you look at part five, you'll see that Giorno isn't really the centerpiece a lot. It focuses on his companions a lot more. Okay. As a whole, yeah. yeah. and the thing about Giorno is that he's the one that uh, helps them. He's the guy that gives them the single 
piece of the puzzle, who always gives them the single piece of the puzzle to help them overcome their adversity. Oh. So he is an individual who isn't really on the front lines a lot. Like, of course, he's going to be on the front lines in the final battle because that's what you friggin' need in a story. You need the get me good guy to fight the bad guy. Get me but, me. like, in part five, he's happy with sitting in the back and just helping him for his friends, helping ah. them progress forward, helping them overcome adversity. And that's something I admire a lot. And, like, I also think it's very interesting how he is a combination of both Jonathan and Dio. Okay. Because, like, he, he has the politeness and kindness of Jonathan, but, oh, man, like, if you get on his bad side, you are not going to see the light of day. Mm. Like, he pulverizes you. He will punch you for, I think it was 40 or 50 seconds straight. Like, there was one, there was one time where he oh. beat up. He had 50 minutes of him beating up somebody, basically. Wait, did you minutes, see? 50 seconds of him yeah, beating up say. somebody. <laughs> oh, 50 minutes. I would be surprised Are you watching that, that loop happened. video? No, I've not been watching the loop video. But yeah, no, I just think Jarno's a very... I just think he's a very fascinating character, and he brings something new to the table, in my opinion. Ah, okay. What about you, Bit? Uh, there's a lot. I'd say Joseph for the trickster part, but honestly, if I were to try to think in terms of like part one and five, my favorite character, I'd say the villain of part four, Kira. Kira. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, like... Again, he doesn't have any ambition and he just wants to be left alone. And, you know, he doesn't draw a lot of attention to himself. And the backstory of it is like when he is competing in something, he always comes in second place. Not because he always ends up in second place, but he puts himself in second place because he doesn't want to stick out. Huh. And he has like some weird compulsive disorder where like where you cut his nails and put them in a jar oh. and keep it. That reminds me of that scene from that fucking cartoon Kids Next Door. What's scene? Never seen huh? that. There's like you know those fucking rich brats that they were fighting. Yeah, the delightful kids from down the lane. Yeah, they actually one of them had a habit of keeping their nails in a jar. Oh, that's weird. Like collecting them. It's like wow. Uh, I like I'm not saying if you do that that you're a serial killer, but if you do that, you're a fucking serial killer. It's mm. <laughs> such a unique quirk and personality that I always found interesting of him. It's like you know, and it's just like he's clever and he's brilliant in certain ways right yeah but at the same time it's just like just leave me alone just fucking leave get away let me do my thing it's like right. well we would like to leave you alone but you keep killing people <laughs> right and like the thing about kira is that i will say that like i do like kira a lot he's in fact my favorite villain in no the but okay parts. the whole thing about him keep killing people he's a serial killer he can't help it <laughs> yeah it's a compulsion <laughs> him is like yeah it's just normal like he actually exhibits that like oh this is just normal for me i just you know, get used to, like, doing this, right? Mm-hmm. And his stand ability is, like, that personification of that, where it's, like, it's, like, remember um, uh, in Hunter x Hunter, uh, Greed Island, uh, what's his name, the bomber guy? Yeah, bomber. Yeah, that's his... his Getting ab- through. Yeah, that's his ability. He just touches you, you're a bomb. Boom. Everything's raised. It's like, oh, no witnesses, no evidence. I could just mm-hmm. do this all I want, and no one can find out about it, you know? And There like, was something about Panty. I don't know why I remember that scene. Oh, I showed you that part. Hey. There's something part about panties. I remember that scene where, like, uh, in part four, Ethan, where, like, he was trying to look through a window, and this guy's like, hey, you're looking, you're they're trying to steal my girl, aren't you? And he's like, trying to steal her panties. And it's like, I wasn't trying to steal your fucking girl's panties. And then he sees panties in the bushes, and it's like, are those her panties? And then he grabs it and tries to sniff it. And then, boom, he blows up. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. I remember the panties very well. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's how my brain works. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, though. Like, Kira's just, like, this, like, aside from just him being circular, he just he doesn't really have a lot of ambitions after that. He doesn't have any goals to take over the world, become the, 
like you know mm-hmm. a ruler or anything he just wants to be left alone doing what he usually do you know which is killing people just killing okay. people mostly women <laughs> and keeping their severed hands and go buy bread yeah and, <laughs> and, and then go on a, a date with their that severed hand mm-hmm. and get a new one when it starts rotting Aww. right and then like the thing i will say about kira is that kira is my favorite villain in the in the uh franchise so far and the thing about him is that he's like the complete opposite of josuke yeah something i love because kira destroys things whereas josuke's power is to basically heal Reform things oh. so there's that dichotomy there uh juxtaposition i mean not dichotomy yeah dang i mean yeah i do i i know a lot more about part four because bay has been watching it more here like only like two or three episodes though that one yeah. <laughs> and it's stuck i didn't even head. remember that scene until i was watching like oh yeah it happened i forgot about it yes yeah. and yeah i uh i would say my favorite moment on part four is uh there's this character named okiyasu and he's like a supporting character to josuke like a sidekick sort of and uh so remember fuck knuckle Yes. From Hunter? Yeah, same voice actor. And they're both delinquent characters. He always does delinquent voices for some fucking reason. Because his voice works that way. Yeah, it does. Wasn't he Kuwabara also from I, Yu Yu Hakusho? I want to say yes. Or am I getting that wrong? I, I just, I, I'm just, I'll assume it is because uh-huh. delinquent, whatever, he does all the voices. But his ability is called The Hand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, was it his, I think, was it a left or right? It was right, right? It was right hand? It doesn't matter. The irony of that is that Kira is into hands right yeah but yeah but no that guy don't worry he doesn't like oh let me see my hands baby (laughs) his his ability is like he can erase anything when he swipes that from one of his hands that he swipes and he just erases it oh this is okay my mind is in a gutter today (laughs) (laughs) oh boy imagine his you know happy time <laughs> That's his stand. It's his regular hands. Okay. Oh, okay. This reminds me of when Metapod used Harden for the first time oh, when I was playing Pokemon. Me, <laughs> <laughs> my Metapod penis. <laughs> <laughs> Every my fucking five year old. But yeah, no. Um, so like his ability is like he can like okay. So if he swipes at this book, right, he can eliminate like a layer of it and uh-huh. disappears. Like where did it go? Well, I don't know. It just and it swipes. It just goes away, right? Uh-huh. So it just leaves like and there's a a stand user in part three that has an ability almost like that, except more wider range. His uh-huh. uh, his is only limited to the hand, you know, wherever he swipes. Uh-huh. And um, so they end up fighting Kira, and he ends up like I would say dying in the fight against Kira in the final episode but only to like um come in the last minute and save Josuke uh from Kira killing him oh he was revived back and the whole there's a scene where like he has a flashback where like he's about to cross over the other side oh I know what you're talking about and his brother who passed away in the early episode uh was like oh it's not like you know he was giving a word like a motivation like you know just get encouraging him Mm -hmm. you know and letting him like no, they come back to the real world, come back to the world living, and come back saying, "Oh, I gotta help my friend. I gotta help my buddy." You know, but that brotherly moment they had, where like he was just encouraging him and helping him, you know, come back to life, it's just like, ooh, nah. it's you in a field. Yeah, dude, that's made me cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I, I will cried. say too, that's one of the best moments they utilize Okiyasu, and it's unfortunate that they don't actually utilize him a lot. Mm-hmm. Because part four, I love his character, but they don't utilize him as much as they I want. You know what to. else I remember from part four? What? That that um, high school girl and that boy. 
Oh, the lady with the hair? And the boy. And the short. The cougar girl. Even though she's a girl, she's a... Oh, wait, I know... Oh, yeah, that's Yukako. Hmm. The loli. Loliko. Yeah, a girl can be a loliko, right? I'm not getting in, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, I think you're looking for... Oh, man, this is going to get into weird... Ter- we're getting into weird territory now. But hey, the word you're looking for is short. Like, what characters are we talking about here? Then, Yukako and Koichi. Oh, okay. Koichi and his girlfriend. And you know, you're like, saying I'm trying to Shotokan, not yeah. Hmm? They're both oh, in high Chota. school. You're right. Shotokan's they're, little boy. Shota is a, a, when you have a fetish with boys. Yeah. And Loli yeah, is when you have a fetish with yeah, girls. Demonetize, demonetize, demonetize. Yeah, right. Anyways, wait. So, they're both in high school, by the way. Huh. Yeah. He looks young. Yeah. Yeah, he's just short. He's just short. Aw. Yeah, oh he's boy. just fucking short. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Josuke's supposed to be like two inches taller than him. You don't fucking know. According to the official works. That's he's... not two. <laughs> I mean, in Iraqi's world, it's two. I mean, I have seen him, but that's not two. That sounds like a, ma- a translation error there. There's <laughs> <laughs> a way big height difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, what about him? Hmm? What about him? Hmm. Nothing. It was just interesting. Oh. <laughs> you just wanted to mention like, the show. I just, just kind of want to mention stuff that I kind of well, remember. Okay, yeah, she was in the, she's into him, so there. Ah, oh, it's fine. Can, yeah. That's, it's all good. Yeah. Well, then might as well talk about my favorite moment. My favorite part, my favorite moment was the fight where uh, Bruno fights the boss for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the tower. Because, yeah, at the no, tower. Wait, wait, wait. Do we ever find out the boss? Like, yeah, you do, at the very end. Okay. Yeah. But no, when Bruno fights the boss the first time, I've never seen, like, a power difference, like, so raw and visceral. Like, the boss literally, he annihilates Bruno. And just so much presence from the boss. Level 1 virgin. Yeah, level level 1 delinquent, level 100 mafia boss. And, like, that, just, like, that fight sequence delivered so much hopelessness. Yeah, the, ex- mm. the existential dread that that's he, why yeah. they need they need Mew Mew. <laughs> yeah, that's why they need that's why they need the Araki didn't know how to beat the main antagonist of his own part, so he brought the arrow back into it. Mm. Yeah, that's like I think a lot of okay, and I mentioned this before too. I feel like that's what happened with Kuroko's basketball. Hmm? Oh, with uh, like because sometimes authors will like write a character just so OP. Yeah. Like way overpowered, and then they don't know how to deal with it, so they have to pull something out of their ass to kind of make sure the protagonist reign, like, over, you know. Dragon Ball victory. is the king of that. Oh, God. Dragon Ball is the fucking king of ass pulling. Yeah. I, it just, I don't know. I just, I just wish, I mean, I know it's hard to write, mm-hmm. you know, but I just wish, like, authors could kind of plan ahead sometimes <laughs> right and before like before you get that overpowered character you know right and like it it kind of worked with the themes in the I mean, with era, jojo it worked. worked um with, i feel like yeah with a lot of anime it does work but there are also a lot of anime that just kind of like you need you know to drive the story forward so you create this character that in the end either Okay, either the protagonist get some ass pulling move and then somehow get you know different like kind of power up and then you know can defeat the, that guy mm-hmm. or that bad guy get nerfed. Right. You know. Yeah. I almost prefer the 
ass pulling <laughs> than get like the bad guy getting nerfed. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you had to choose between the two, I would say that too. I would say ass pulling is yeah. better. I prefer the ass pulling than the bad guy getting nerfed. If the if the bad yes. guy gets nerfed through his own actions though, kind of like a karmic retribution yeah, on his yeah, part, then I'm fine with okay. that. Yeah, yeah, but a lot I'm of times it's not, especially with Kuroko's basketball. Oh my god. But okay. Uh, everybody just wants a bumbling idiot. Mm. It's like, oh, I tripped on myself. Oh, how convenient. Mm. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. You guys convinced me, I would admit. Yeah. Part five? Yeah. Part five. Part five. Four. I might... I don't know. Because of what you mentioned happened at the end of part five with Mew Mew. Uh, yeah. I might go with four first. Yeah. Like, like it's like the whole journey for part five is fantastic. Like, literally everything up to the final battle. Mm-hmm. Great. But then, like, the thing, like, when I look at a, when I look at video games or anime, like, I want to judge something on the whole product. I don't want to exclude specific things. And in terms of ambition, what it wanted to do, uh, I feel like part four, Araki knew what he was doing, and he executed it perfectly. I kind of feel better when you mention, though, that, hey, Mio Mio did show up in part three in the background, and kind of was mentioned in part four. Oh, it's, it's, it's so like a it's central not, thing in part it's four. It's not completely out of nowhere like some ass-pulling is, right. you know? It isn't, so but in the context that, of the part, like, it was it kinda, very... It's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I might go with four, because four sounded more simple mm-hmm. to understand. Mm-hmm. Even though, oh, it's going to hurt my eye so bad. (laughs) You'll get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll learn to love it. Anything else you guys want to mention? You have something to say about the fandom. Oh, yeah. So I am not... Both of you. Don't just, like, throw it at him. No, I'm going to let him do it. Okay, so... And then I'll magically come in. So I, I am not the original... I am not the originator of this statement. I got this statement from watching a stream of, uh, what's his name, uh, Critical or Penguin Mm -hmm. Z on YouTube free shilling there. Um, warning, if you can get easily triggered... You might not want to keep listening on. I mean, Maybe. I don't know how triggering this is going to be. But I, I'm, uh, I, I just I trigger people for my mere existence. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> so I will say that the... Uh, okay, so I love JoJo. Great, great work of art. Yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. We covered that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the JoJo fandom, it is the equivalent of... It is the Rick and Morty fandom of anime. Okay. Yeah. From someone who doesn't really Watch. know what Rick and Morty fandom is like, can you explain? We can't go into that. I don't know a thing. We, we gotta find our analogy for this. I mean, from the okay, what's the okay, Penny? Oh. For fandom, like, what's the think of a fandom that's like overrated and toxic? Well, not but toxic in a way where like everyone just keeps bringing it up and mentioning it, and um, just saying it's like the best thing ever, and that like you know just pushing it down your face. Again, JoJo's amazing and all. But the fandom it produced sometimes can be annoying. I'm not saying there's beauty in it. I feel like every fandom ever, yeah. even my favorite anime, Hunter x Hunter fandom, can get pretty intense. Yeah, but there's a meme culture, a heavy meme culture behind JoJo. Right, so like we, I think we've established already that uh, in JoJo they do weird things and like that. The thing is, is that like a, a lot of the fandom will take like those weird things that the characters do for like 30 seconds and then that's it. It's never mentioned again. They will take those moments and turn it into a meme. And that will be the thing that they shove in everybody's face. Like, oh, look how funny this is. All of that. Which is not bad, but only when it's oversaturated. Right. And example. See, at the beginning, I like when you mentioned that, I'm like, that doesn't sound that bad. No, well, Well, it's just uh, like, you know, uh, we could say like, oh, JoJo, it's not the worst fandom. And it's not like, you know, it has some down flaws like every fandom does. It's just like, like, 
it's hard. It's also one of the things where I, it's like the popularity of it is like also can people stain for people from wanting to watch it because mm-hmm. like oh he's fucking talking about JoJo again. He's talking about JoJo again, or he's referencing JoJo again. Like every time, like JoJo likes to use like uh, actual Western artists towards their uh, end credits, mm-hmm. and every time like we find out the new song for the end credits, we go to because the, the music already existed way before you know mm-hmm. JoJo came a thing, and then you go I would watch listen to the music video only like okay here's all the JoJo fans like I'm here from JoJo JoJo brought me here it's like that's great it's good that you're exposed to new type of music but at the same time you gotta find out that people are annoyed by this <laughs> you know and then they start making JoJo references yeah. in the comments and it's like you like only that. and it's like it's that mentality it's like oh you only uh, came here just cause of JoJo like to me JoJo is a good gateway in terms also to certain musicians and bands and it's like I don't wanna I, I did come here because of JoJo but I'm not gonna say it you know and I'm gonna see if I like any other stuff you know cause I'm gonna be honest some of the music I don't mind listening to only because of JoJo you know? Right, like I wouldn't listen to it was part uh four. The ending song was uh oh Savage Garden. Savage Garden. Yeah, I, I like, like that. I, want I, I was like okay that. with that song, but I, at the same time, I'm not gonna listen to all this other stuff. Right, you know? and I already heard it Walk Like an Egyptian before, so I was like, oh no, whatever. Um, the part five with uh fucking Cru- Crusader was it? Uh, Modern Crusader. Modern Crusader, oh, dude, Modern Crusader yeah. is my yeah. favorite. I one. actually tried listening to some of his other stuff, and they're like, wow, really experimental, trippy stuff, you know. But I can see, like, it's just that obnoxiousness of, like, oh, you, you, you gotta watch this. You gotta, like, you know, if when someone recommends you something and they, oh, and then they do it so much, like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And it's like, well, and then it's like, you get annoyed by it to the point where, like, there are people who watch Sokuno Fafner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, 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 watch me in the abyss. I already do. <laughs> watch me in the abyss. <laughs> Already planning to. Oh, good. <laughs> Play Witcher. See, we got See? a circle around oh, here. Yeah, try Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got now, everything. The thing is, I don't know. Um, I think I don't mind that as much when I go down like this comment section and be like, "Oh, this anime or this um movie, the series, the show brought me to this clip." You know, I don't know. It's I just feel like. Oh, oh yeah. Um, also, part of me feel like that's a good thing. It is in a way. It's I, a double-edged sword. Like, I think a lot of his also is that, like, for me personally, what what bothers me about it is that they focus so much on the idea of JoJo just being weird and not actually having a good story. It's like, oh, it's just Oh, uh, like weird. they only do it at a surface level? Yeah, like, it's just it's just the meme yeah. show. Like, that's what a lot of people, I feel like, are pushing. Like, oh, look at all these funny moments in this show when there's actually, like, a lot of substance. I, fuck, I feel like I'm pretentious fuck right now talking about this. But, like, I just... I just feel like a lot of people are accentuating the wrong qualities. Like, oh, look at how hilarious this is. Oh, ha, 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 torture dance. Just like the random things that come out of nowhere that are fleeting in the greater scheme of JoJo. Uh, that's what people focus on more rather than the actual storytelling. And that could characters. just be, again, the oversaturation is like there's too many coming in. It's like that's what you get when you see it, right? Right. It's like if it was just like a niche thing, again, it's like, you know, you'll see it. It's the inside thing, you know? It's how I felt when I was playing Skyrim when, back in the ye olden days of when it came out. And it's like everyone just abused Arrow to the fucking knee joke. And it's like, yeah, Arrow to knee. I played Skyrim too. It's like, did you play Skyrim? What's Skyrim? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Same with Oh My Washinde Root. No offense here. But I watch Fish and the North Star and I love it. But when people say Oh My Washinde I don't mind it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, you watch Fish and the North Star? No? God damn. It's not that I hate when people do it. It's just that I want it. There's also a certain connection I want to make. And when it's just like, oh, you're just using it as a meme. It's like, well, you, you tricked me. You tricked me. No, but, okay. 
like, I don't know, this is me, like, playing, how to say that word, devil's Devil's advocate. advocate. Thank Mm you. Could we turn like that, though, if we were, like, those people who actually go and type? I feel like we do have those thoughts. We just don't write them down. I think we can both attest that if we actually try to put our words into, like, type form, we might sound, like, pretentious, like, elite assholes. Right. That's why I don't want to. I feel like it's, it's, maybe it's getting it out there in the online platform and then doing it so often yeah, it's like the exp- the amount of exposure to it is something yeah, that's just, like, grating. It could be that, because, like, I, I do realize, like, I, okay, so I avoid Seven Deadly Sins um, community, because a lot of it is people comparing power level. Ooh. It annoys me. However, I do, in my own head, some, like, when I watch the anime itself, I'm like, hey, he's stronger than he is. Hey, like, I'm like, I, I have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I just, just kind of don't put it out there and have arguments with other people. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So I feel like it could be that, you know, because when I feel like that's this, this is kind of what we're in right now. Like, see, those people put those thoughts out. Oh, and then yeah. you kind of don't agree. So you kind of have that, you know, different opinions. And yeah. then... It yeah. could be that. No, was... You know, I'm like, I'm not denying that there are people who get super annoying. Yeah. And, like, I do tend to get annoying, like, too, like, when I cry. Like, again, I do say it to you a lot, too. But, like, you kind of don't mind, you know, when, like, I'm like, watch this, watch this, yeah. you know. But that's because we I'll do. I'll get around to it. Yeah, we do have, like, a bit more of a personal connection, you know. Mm-hmm. But versus people who are online. And you, yeah. you don't have that interpersonal me face-to-face. Right. Like, yeah. that, that is that is a fact, right? No, it, you know yeah. what it reminds me of is, like, when someone tells you, like, oh, man, you got to try this pizza place. It has the best pizza ever. And they make it sound like it's the best pizza in the world. And then you go in and it's like, it's not the best pizza and in the world. And for them, it's true. But yeah. But not for you. That's why, you know? like, I'm careful to not recommend people unless i know them well and seeing like okay what are you into because i want to know what your gauge and taste is so i can recommend mm-hmm. something to you rather than recommending something i like i want to recommend something that you might like you know you know like and that, I, I will say this too like jojo for me is a gr- good like manga and great anime you know but for others it's an acquired taste and that's the thing i have to keep in mind it's an acquired taste right. mm-hmm. i can't just say it's the best thing out there you know some people might not like certain aspects of jojo and it's like i can't just say oh watch jojo watch this and that you know i have to be mindful of who i'm talking to the thing also is like neil um he's done it on air multiple times too persona 3 yeah because oh, he's boy. been telling me so many times to watch it almost every time we hang out why well, did i play it I almost have that kind of thing you said. You know, you kind of, you kind of like... An advert reaction. like mm. Yeah, like, nah, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. You know, maybe if he stops saying it for... He might listen to this, but I don't care. Maybe if he stops saying it for like, I don't know, two months. Maybe he'll get around to it. Whoa. You know? But now that he keeps saying it, I'm like, mm, nah. Right, no, I totally no. have that feeling. Like... A lot of people are like that, too, you know? Yeah. But there are a lot of people who, like, hey, I'm kind of doing exactly the same thing Neil does. Mm-hmm. Not to his degree, yeah. thank God. You, you you better appreciate me for that. <laughs> no, you're hurting him. <laughs> but not to his degree. But, like, I kind of, like, yeah, there. Are, it's not out of... I know it's not because it's he's not doing it to annoy me. Mm-hmm. It's just that, hey, they think it's great. Yeah, he just wants to share into that. Right, he wants to form a connection. Yeah, Yeah. versus the type of people who kind of 
get into argument with other people. Like, people who go to the YouTube music video and be like, oh, Jojo brought me here. Those people don't bother me at all. Like, at all. Like, for me personally, I know it kind of irks you a little, Not right? Not really much. I'm just saying, like, if uh, it only irked me, like, one part where, like, I'm, I'm just randomly listening to a Queen uh-huh. song. And it's just like, Jojo, Jojo. It's like, you know, Queen's an awesome band. You can love it while having love Jojo. You can still find it by Jojo, but it can't just be Jojo. It The reason... Um, part of it is it depends on the situation for me if that person goes into every queen song and do that yeah that's oh yeah annoying. no then that's a problem that is <laughs> that's an but actual if problem. that person just come into like give it that one comment in that one song that's played on jojo i have no issue with that um i have encountered a lot of people who are um like i watch thai drama too because mm-hmm. i'm thai i've seen people complimenting an actress in every part of one episode, copy and paste. Mm. Like, to. So, a Thai drama, when it's on YouTube, it's usually break down to nine parts. Yeah. I've seen people, like, comment the exact same thing in nine parts. Yeah. Those are annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So. It's it's yeah it's difficult to say. You yeah, know? right. It's iffy. Like, I think, it, like, as you said, a lot of it is exposure. But and a lot of it is also feeling like they're bringing up the wrong parts of, like for me at least, the wrong parts of JoJo. Or I guess you can generalize that to anything at this. But then point. again, we can also yeah. say that we can we sometimes catch ourselves being that in that role too. Being that way, right? I was definitely. I'm not gonna. That. I'm not gonna deny like I didn't yeah. take part of this shit. You know, there are times when like I see people like, hey, have counter arguments for something. You know, gotcha. And then like I'm kind of like, oh, I do get that way too. I do yeah. get when some. When someone gets something wrong, like from like Hunter x Hunter, I'm like, hey, that's not true. I just don't write it down correctly, mm-hmm. you know? But like, yeah, I mean, it, that's the difference. People who actually write it down. Right, yeah, that is the big distinction. Because like, you're, everyone's going to have a bunch of thoughts. Yeah. But then it's the thing is like, do you carry through with it? And it's the tone. A lot of times, I feel like that's a bit of... um an issue with a language, I believe. English mm-hmm. is great, but English is very I is I, you is you. There's no... Um, you can make something sound polite mm-hmm. by using words that are polite, more polite than others, right? Right. But because of that tone, like how something feel, it's hard to kind of convey. Mm-hmm. You know, versus Japanese or some other language, know. you know, that has a way to make... Adding a word, making it, like, sound, oh, this is, like, politer way of I, saying things. I, I don't know. Every time I read Russian comments, it's like, oh, suka, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I have very... no so I'm going to stay out of this. <laughs> for me, that's that's what I feel. It's starting to become different now. Like, for me, um, Thailand, before, people used to be very polite when they have different, um, like, opinions on things. Right. Now, not so much. But before, Thank it you, used internet. to be... Yeah, 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 I think it is internet too. Before it used to be like, oh, I, I, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. I agree. I no, I don't agree with it. So this is why I don't agree, you know. But now every fandom, I start to feel like if you know people disagree instead of like agree to disagree yeah. and kind of state state their own reasons, right? Yeah. They mm-hmm. kind of go in with like, I'm right. You need to change your mind. That kind yeah. of thing. So right. I feel like that's the issue with most fandom. Not just yeah. anime, any fandom, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. It's just something we want to point out from saying from JoJo fandom. We're not to say it's not. We're not saying it's the worst fandom, but there are some things. That we right, don't. it's just something that's very notable. Yeah. I also feel yeah, if you're gonna get into anime show anything, be prepared that people will have different um, opinions. You know, right? Mm, yeah, I guess yeah. Like it's just a shit show. Yeah, fandoms get yeah. It's because some it's are more like, worse than others. Yeah, that how to say that word? Anonymity, anonymity, anonymity. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> I can't say a lot of words. Okay, don't worry about it. Um. So yeah, yeah. You know, it it makes people, in a way, too brave. You know, to right. Say no they filter. Can put their shit out there. Yeah. And then like nobody will. Yeah. Uh, attack them for it or whatever. KYS. No consequences. KYS. Uh, okay, I, I'll consider the KYS and I'll raise you. Uh, I don't know whatever. What's a KYS? Kill, Kill yourself. yourself. Oh, oh, that's harsh. Yeah, there are people who do that. That's harsh, there. but that's kind of a normal oh, thing if you're no. into gaming and shit like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, hmm, that's like the thousandth time I've been told to kill myself within a week. Oh. Yeah, no, no inter- internet sucks. GG, no re. Oh, no. Okay. Gigi Nori. So yeah, I think that's where we kind of stand. I mean, you know, with fandom and everything. Right. Yeah. There's a, if we want to do, if you, oh, you go uh, if we want to do it a separate thing about just fandom in general, there's a whole bag. We might. It. Um, it's a lot to talk about because again, hard to talk each, about. <laughs> I feel like each fandom has issues, but some fan like they have different issues. Right. Yeah. You know? Some are worse than others. Like yes. it, it's like if you go deep enough into any community, you're gonna see something. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, I feel like okay, comparing not. Try not to, but comparing JoJo, I feel like it's because people like kind of get into all oh, memes and all that, right? Yeah. Um, this anime is weird, but they take it to the next level. They do make it more than it was supposed to be. Right. With um, Seven Deadly Sins, from what I see, is because Seven Deadly Sins do have the power levels like stayed out, like in you know they do have like you know how JoJo or even Hunter X Hunter. You kind of know, hey, this character is stronger than others, but they don't state an actual number in digits. Oh, they do that in Seven Deadly Sins? in Seven Deadly Sins, they do that. So people do get really into who's stronger. Oh, boy. You know? (laughs) Made the Dragon Ball mistake there. Yeah, because, hey, these other power levels, like, hey, when you, when you, it's, it's an argument sometimes, but it's almost more of a discussion. So people are not really too strong-minded about who's mm-hmm. stronger or who's weaker. But when you do have numbers, you know, written out, then people are more adamant in their own, you know, like, belief that, hey, this character is stronger right. than this character. Yeah. But even with the power written, you know, in plain sight, there are other factors that kind of, like, shift you know, like how strong a character is, right? Right. So yeah, it's 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 a fandom is a bit of a thing. That's why like I have you guys. Um, I we're doing the podcast, or we're kind of reaching out to more different fans, you know. But yeah. usually, if I'm really talking like really in depth, you know, I do it within the comfort of people that I know. Mm-hmm. So you just met me. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> You're part of you guys now. You, ah, poor you. Yeah. Can't run away now. Blame, blame Bay. <laughs> blame Blay that he dragged you into Blay? this. Blame. Blay. Blame. Blame. Yeah. yeah, accept it. 
Yeah. But yeah, I think anything else, guys? I think it's a good time to. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've said a lot about JoJo already. And <laughs> other awesome. things that's not JoJo. Other yeah. things that aren't JoJo. But all uh, it is JoJo. Most of it's like other it's from JoJo. JoJo. Um, again, be aware we're pretty f- like free form kind of podcast. So anything that comes to mind, we're just gonna talk right. about. Right? No, it. When, when I went into this, I was expecting like structure, structure, structure oh, and then like no. oh, we are water. <laughs> hear me flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are water watch me flow we're yeah. still professional again we're we're Can learning it? on how to do these things so it's a learning curve for us but wow you keep making it sound like yeah we still suck and like we need to we kind of are i don't want you guys like only six episodes in or something like that no, this will be seven so, yeah <laughs> not counting bonus notes yeah um we're Again, I feel like even, you know, if, when even if we reach episode 50, I think we're still having to, like, learn to improve things. Anyway. I mean, you're always going to be improving no matter what. Thank yeah. you, Ethan. See? This is the attitude you're supposed to take. I mean, I'm like, just saying I'm that based gonna... off of, like, there, so there's another podcast I watch, I, I'm, and I'm uh, just, like, they were fine at the beginning, but they just keep improving again and again and again. I don't think there's a limit to but how we're not that, improve. But we're not fine at the beginning, so, hey, we I can know. only go up from here. Yeah, exactly. Yay! We have we don't have a potato. We're good. We're already meeting the standard. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this, this mic quality is a lot better than other podcasts I've heard. Oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. It looked like you were doing a jitsu there. <laughs> I couldn't you hold the sneeze. You should have seen the way he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to hold it in. I was like, shit, I can't. And you did all your sneeze See? jitsu. You heard me burp. You you heard Ethan sneeze. Yeah. What are you going to do, babe? I'm not doing shit. I'm keeping it professional. <laughs> He's currently casting One of us spells has with to. the bookmarks. One of us has to. Again. Oh, my God. It's so hard to... To, like, kind of, you know, close this thing. No, we could close it. Hey, good luck. Good goodbye. Strand. Fuck off. Good luck. Goodbye. <laughs> Death Stranding, I give a uh, 7 out of 10. Okay? You shut up. Shut up. You were Konami be like, no. Oh, wait, no. Uh, they don't They're not involved. Yeah, Death Stranding is a 7 out of 10. Okay? 6 out of 10. It's seven. Pretty, I don't know what <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to do like outro intro with this yeah, thing. No, that's no, just like that's time. But <laughs> yeah, this has been Awfully Anime Podcast with Penny. Bit. And Ethan. Yay. Um, we are, again, always on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, something like that, you know. We do have links to our social media accounts, which kind of not really on very often either. <laughs> but yeah, you can get to us that way. Subscribe, like us, hate us, but <laughs> let us know if you do so we can probably not improve. But constructive criticism, you Constructive criticism is preferred, but you know <laughs> we will take all things. Just you know, be a shitlord make too. us know you listen. And yeah, thank you for being with us in this two-hour and a half long episode. Oh My man, God. really? Yeah, man, brace yourself for the hunter one. Oh, <laughs> yes. And what you show me is gonna be a fucking saga. It is going to be a freaking saga. <laughs> saga x Saga. <laughs> oh, hey, that's a good name for saga it. Saga x Saga See? part one. Out with two. a bang. Not a bang, but you know. Hey. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. A bang. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Fuck it. Like, goodbye. Good, I'm out. Good luck. Farewell. Okay, see ya. <laughs> bye. Bye-ish. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Meow, meow. God damn it, bye.